Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Episode 6 of Season 11, which is Episode number 382 all-time of the often-imitated, never-duplicated, if you owned a Patriot sunroom, how would you use it? We are the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Tonight we're addressing uh, the State of the Union during these trying times as the Blues are in the middle of a five-game wo- uh, losing streak. Uh, special thanks to Rockin' That ID Life, uh, Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage, and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them all out. It is Wednesday, November 2nd. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle is uh, on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just do a search for us, you will find us. And if you haven't already done so, please uh, like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop at letsgoblues.com. Do whatever you can to help us out. We, we appreciate it greatly. Uh, I'm Kurt Price. I'm my host for tonight's State of the Union Blues show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight which I've already stated includes uh, basically what's going on with the St. Louis Blues. I think that's the whole show. We're not going to like go into detail. We not, talked about this. Wait, wait, we're not going to go Matt Harris. goal by goal on Monday? <laughs> no, no. no goal by goals I, on Monday. No, 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 thank I, you. I, I will just go ahead and add this out there. I put this on Twitter for those who didn't see it. Monday, I literally turned the game off in the second period. That is the earliest I think I have ever turned off a Blues game. And it was simply because my wife and son are trying to have fun, and I'm sitting there motherfucking my hockey team. And so I'm like, you know, in order to, uh, you know, maybe let my son and wife have some fun on Halloween, maybe I just shouldn't watch this game. So that's exactly what I did. Yeah, you gotta calm down, Jeff. It's gonna be okay. Right. And, and for it's me, gonna it's like, be okay. <laughs> for me, it's like if that's a one game off, it's a you know, it maybe they're, you know, at this point four and four or whatever the record should be. Um and they're losing that game badly, I'm not as upset. But a five game losing streak early on in the year, it's a little hard to not get a little upset. 
I was, I don't even know what I was. I was just uh, looking at it and I'm thinking, all right, I guess we're not turning this around quite yet. <laughs> Maybe next game is when it starts, but not this yeah, game. And it we'll just see. got to be, it got to be comical after a while because it was the same fucking goal going in every dime. Yeah. It's uh, no sticks, well, no sticks great- in the lane and a backdoor pass and it's tap in easy backdoor. Well, if you ask Greg Wyshynski, it was bad goaltending. So, you know. We'll get into that because there, yeah, we got some we stuff to say about that. I know I know that uh, I know you and I agree on that. And I'm, uh, we'll get we'll get Bill's way into it. Uh, yeah, I say I guarantee It's all the Bill. goaltending's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and we've already got yeah. a good comment here I want to point out. Matt Harris, right off the bat, Matt throws this out. And this is before we even started talking about it. Yeah. Blaming goaltending on this team is like blaming Moses for the flood. That shit just happens in front of them. Embarrassing. I trust Armstrong to read the situation, though, rebuild or not. So, yeah, I mean, we clearly we are already. This is the earliest thing we've ever gotten into actual hockey talk, guys. But I know, we'll right? get into this more in depth in a little bit. Yep. Um, we got uh, just one announcement and, uh, and a couple of things we want to talk about. Um I did mention the uh, in the intro spiel that we have the T-shirts in the Let'sGoBlues.com shop. A couple new ones in there. Brought a couple old ones back that we hadn't had out there in a while. Um, they're uh, $24, I think, for a shirt plus shipping. You know, we don't charge $35. Whenever you go into it, like a T-shirt shop and you like, or you see an ad online for a T-shirt, like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. That's like an 80s pop reference or 90s cool th- reference, whatever. That's a neat little nostalgia shirt. How much is it? $36. For a fucking T-shirt? $36? And then plus shipping? It's like, it's like that's expensive. It's crazy. It's a T-shirt. So uh, yep. we, we made them about as cheap as we could uh, with the print-on-demand option. Um, so we do make a few bucks on each shirt. Just goes right back into the show. Um, so you can consider that like a donation to the show. And uh, it is no longer a you order and wait a week to 10 days for it to ship until other people order. It's when you order, it goes out, it gets processed right away and goes out ASAP. So you don't have to wait anymore. Yeah, we use Bonfire correctly, yeah. correct? That's, bon- that's who we're using? Yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah. And the, and the quality, quality of the shirt's good. I'm wearing one right now with the... With the yeah. They make me drink. Uh, my the, team makes me drink, the yeah. Note with the beer bottle. Yeah, and I'll add with these shirts too. They are, um, they, yeah, like you said, they're high quality. They ship fast. Um, and you say we only make a couple bucks off them. That is a hundred percent correct. We're not. It, it's not like we're you know it's somebody like, buys a t-shirt and we're making yeah. all no. what is it twenty four bucks yeah. or whatever. No, it's like three something. It's like it's less than four. Oh. Bucks. It's like three fifty something like that. Very minimal, but what you're doing when you buy these shirts is you are helping us by helping spread the word of the show by wearing it out, uh, maybe wearing it to a game, wearing it to an event, even just wearing it to the store. Um, plus, they're they're good looking shirts. I mean, Kurt's designed these. I, I I hate patting Kurt on the back, but I'm going to. They're great designs. They're fun. They're different. They're not what you're going to get at the Blues store. Um, they're a little bit more fun, a little bit more exciting, and and some of it relates back to the show. So. Uh, yeah, help us out by buying one of those shirts. Just trying to skirt the edge on what we can and can't do <laughs> with certain content. Exactly. <laughs> trying to stay on the legal Bill, side of things. Yeah. It looked like Bill had something to say. I don't know if you were going <laughs> to comment, buddy. Um, well, it's it's past. I was going to say, you know, that you don't like patting Kurt on the back, but you love rubbing him on the front. That is true. I'll rub him anywhere he lets me. I knew you were, I knew you were going that direction, and I... Could do nothing to stop you. 
I was gonna let it go, but Jeff put me on the spot. Yeah, Sorry. man. Well, it's a it's 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 comical and true and inspirational. Yeah. Sure. It's letsgoblues.com, um, and there's a link for the shop up there. So uh, check yep. them out, please. Give them a look and, and just, I'll let's add look at them anyway. And you know, it's uh, just give them a look. Talking Seems about uh, apparel, um, I'll add one more quick announcement. Uh, the the second round of Let's Go Blues Radio jerseys orders went out. Uh, I know our friend Austin Lynch. I uh, delivered one to him on Sunday. Our um, our winner of the bracket challenge from last year's playoffs received hers. She was very happy to receive that. So, Kim, thank you very much for participating. Um, and then a couple other people. Friend of the show, she hasn't received it yet, but a friend of the show, Amanda Levier of the Minnesota Whitecaps, uh, actually got one too. So she will be receiving hers hopefully at the end of this week. Maybe we'll see her post something on social media about it. But I also want to add our friends at allblackhockeysticks.com. If you play, they're great for sticks, but they're even better for jerseys. They're the ones that do the jerseys for us. And I got a free gift for making a second order on those jerseys, what you're seeing me wear right now. I'm going to give you guys a little spin so you can take a look. Kurt, uh, why don't you go ahead and explain what you're seeing here for the podcast audience? <laughs> well, it's a, very, it's a skin tie. It looks like it's painted on. Uh, no, it, no, it's a it's a bowling shirt, uh, blue uh, like a like a mashup between a hockey jersey and a bowling shirt. So it's blue and it's got uh, the white and yellow uh, stripes on the short on the sleeves, the short sleeves, and uh, our Let's Go Blues Radio logo on the upper left chest and the uh, on the shoulders. Got some stripes up on top on the shoulders and then stripes at the bottom, the hockey stripes at the bottom. So looking quite uh, slick there, my man. Yeah, this, and if this, I can this, read the card right. Hails from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh, Austin Lynch says, jerseys are fucking amazing. Wearing mine tonight. So, yeah, if you are interested in Let's Go Blues Radio jersey, just reach out to us. We'll hook you up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this this literally came, like, I got the box of jerseys. I'm like, oh, great. And then I saw this, like, sitting in a bag at the very top. And I'm like, did they mess up one of the jerseys? What the hell is that? <laughs> they cut the sleeves and off. And I pull it out, and I'm like, Whoa! And it just it had a little uh, note with it that said "Enjoy your free gift." And I'm like, "This is pretty cool." So unfortunately, I only got one, but I might have to hit up uh, Larry over at AllBlackHockeySticks.com and see if he can uh, make two more for Kurt and Bill because this is a pretty sweet shirt. That's nice. Then I think we're obligated to have a bowling team. Oh yeah, agreed. That's right. We need one more though, right? Isn't it four to a team for bowling? Um, I believe we don't want to ask Austin because we don't like him. So let's four. get Joe from Cardinal Nation. Yeah. He bowls? He sounds like a bowler. <laughs> he really <laughs> does. He sounds like a bowler. Joe, that's a, that is a, I don't think that's a compliment to somebody. No, it's not. <laughs> you it sound not. like a bowler. I look like I a bowler isn't a compliment l- either. I really hope he's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. You look like a bowler. You sound like a bowler. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, it was a nice uh, – when you sent us a picture of that, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty darn cool. Who doesn't like a good bowling cool. shirt? Yeah. You could pretend to be Chandler on Friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you cannot pretend to be as cool as the dude. Just no. Just don't try it. And do you oh, – <laughs> uh, Brandy Capone says, uh, I had to look at the shirts – Oh my God, Becky! Look at his beard. Made her uh, audibly laugh. So that was, uh, yeah, that's a shirt in there. Oh my, 
<laughs> oh my God, Becky, look at his beard. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the great shirts over at the Let's Go Blues.com store. <laughs> I was going to say something. And there's, some, I... there's some good comments coming here, guys. <laughs> Keep them up. <laughs> what was I going to say about the shirts? Ah, damn it. Okay, never mind. Uh, official beers of episode number 382. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12, Jeff says Ponder 94 and Bill says Billy Blue Note 33 Bill, sir, why don't you lead us off with your beer of the shoe? My beer of the shoe <gasps> is Fat Elvis. Fat Elvis Absence of Light Peanut Butter Chocolate and Banana Milk Stout from our good friends at Four Hands Brewery. Was lucky enough to pick some of this up Um at the Total Wine in Fairview Heights last week, and uh, wow, all the bananas! It does. It it, it is a very strong banana, which I kind of yeah, like because I like so good. Wells is it Wells uh, banana bread beer beer? Yeah, it's banana bread beer beer. No, it's banana bread beer, <laughs> um, which I really do like, and it has a strong banana flavor. And I guess apparently, yeah. oh, apparently, I like bananas in my beer. Yeah, so no, I, I think it's it's really, really well balanced, um, you know, after the initial attack of banana, because it is, it is <laughs> the most banana-forward beer you could get. That'd be a good name for a beer, the attack of the bananas. Yeah. Ooh, I so, do like that. <laughs> attack of the bananas. I should have also shared, I'm drinking out of, I don't think I've ever used this class in the show before, but in 2000, there was a stout bout an actual uh, event called Stout Bout that Schlafly no. and John D. McGurk's pub got uh, had. And it was quite an amazing event, and I hardly ever use this mug, or this pinter, I should say. Pinter. Very nice. Um, well done. I just Top want to that, add, Jeff. for, oh, for those people who are like, oh, I want to try that Fat Elvis, it's sold out everywhere. Don't go buy it. I'm telling him that because I want to go buy it all everywhere because I can't. I haven't found it yet. I've looked at well, I looked at two places, but I know you said Kurt, you went to. Uh, I know, I know, I'm terrible. I can't find uh, it anywhere. Third. I went to two places. I went to two places. No, I went to my two like go to places to get it, and they both didn't have it. So, uh, Kurt, I know you said you actually went down to the brewery and they were sold out. Yeah, so. I went down there over the weekend last weekend, and they had only been out for a little over a week, right, a week and a half. And uh, when they had released it, and they had they released it for an event they had that last not last weekend but the weekend before, and uh, I guess it went. You know, it was it was gone, but they had it on tap, so I, I had it on tap there. It's, I've had it twice on tap. It's so, so good. good. Had it once at Llewellyn's, yeah. uh, Webster Groves, and I had it once at Four Hands on tap. Uh, so that was it was it was. I've good. had it twice at Llewellyn's and uh, in Webster Groves, and it's uh, oh, it's so good. So yeah, I'll, I might I might have to make a little journey out this weekend and look more than two places well, to try and find it. My beer of the show is uh What about mine? Oh, I thought we we hell man. Okay, good. Sorry. I thought we were I thought Jeez. we started, Jeez, we were talking Jeez. about beer and I for some reason I thought you thought you did yours. Sorry. My bad. Nope. Uh so we got uh, out of my duff glass tonight. I'm drinking some of uh my favorite. Uh, I went ahead and stocked up because I like to drink it throughout the winter. The O'Fallon pumpkin beer. Uh, to me, the best damn pumpkin beer in at least in all of St. Louis, but to me, the best that I've ever had. Uh, I like the pumpkin a lot. That's a good one. Uh, that's from Southern, right? Yep. Yep. Southern tier. Yeah, yeah. Southern tier. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, but the uh, the O'Fallon pumpkin is my favorite. And uh, if you haven't bought it yet, 
go buy it now because it, at least in my area, I know Kurt and Bill, you said differently a little bit, but in my area, right after Halloween, it is almost hard. It's almost impossible to find. No, it seems like you can find that stuff around here until December. Almost. Mm. That's pretty nice. Yeah. The uh, uh, the store in Troy, I think, still had it on the shelves in the spring last year. So, <laughs> Well, I went ahead. I usually wait until after Halloween. Then I say, all right, I'm going to go stock up. I was out last weekend, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Deerberg's. Whatever they have, I'm just going to buy. So I think I bought like five, six packs. So that should wow. get me through the winter. That's almost 30 That'll beers. Get me through the winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. All right, Kurt, your turn. All right, my turn. So uh, my beer, the, sh- the show, and uh, Ponder's going to be upset. I uh, found, <sighs> I have fed all this. I-, I know a girl who uh, apparently uh, she, well, Apparently knows how to get things, such as Fat Elvis in St. Louis. Lady. Yep. So, and I'll reiterate everything Bill said. It's quite good, very banana-y, uh, delicious. If you can find it, get it, because uh, it ain't going to be around too long. And apparently, I mean, you can go to Four Hands and get it on draft now, but and who knows who else has it on draft? Llewellyn's probably still. Uh, but who knows how long that's going to last. When I first started doing the summer series, um, I had Steve Albers from Center Ice Brewery on. And after we got done with our interview portion, we kind of talked for a little bit after. we uh, I was over at his house. And he uh, he had talked about a potential partnership with us. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but he's like, we should brew a beer that's Let's Go Blues radio themed. He's like, what would you and Kurt and Bill want in it? And I'm like, oh. I can tell you right now, Absence of Light is like one of the best, one of the favorite of the of the beers on the show. Plus, we all like banana beers, and he's like, "Oh, we could do something like that." So maybe well, we'll talk to Steve one day and try to get something going because that would be awesome. Well, I know uh, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, somewhere uh, with their when they were still had the, their brewery was open. <clears throat> uh, I mentioned that they needed a chocolate milk stout or a chocolate stout. They don't have one. And uh, a lot of places do have them. They're quite popular, you know, this time of year especially. So I was uh, was hoping that they would do one of those. They do a lot. I mean, uh, it'd be great if a brewery, you know, would kind of, I mean, I know IPAs sell big and everything, but, uh, you know, sometimes they just have so many IPAs that they're offering. It's like, oh, this one's a double IPA. This one's a triple IPA. This one's a hazy IPA. I got the 14 IPAs. It's like, well, you know, you can mix in some stouts and some lagers. Places typically only have, like, what, one lager? But they got, like, yeah. five IPAs on tap? Yep. So Unfortunately, kinda... that's the popular way to go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To each their own. I guess. Uh, Andrew Duncan, he passed away. He's actually part of the show. He played Jim Carr on the movie Slapshot. He was the uh, play-by-play man up in the booth and also hosted, what was the name of the show on the on uh, Slapshot? Oh, <clears throat> At, uh, a look at sports. A look at a look at sports. Yeah. Now a look at sports. Yeah, look at sports. <laughs> and it plays at the end of our show. It's played at the end of our show for years. Um, it's just fitting. It works well. Um, uh, I like it. I think it, it went very well. I think it went very well. No, it's unfortunate. I yeah. I saw that news. I mean, it, it's one of those. It's one of those things where like you don't even think about the guy. You know, you just assume. You know, you hear the voice. You you watch the movie. You love it, but then it's like when the guy passes. Same thing with like Hagrid from uh, Harry Potter. When that, uh, with, well, I'm sorry, Eddie Coltrane. 
Is that his name? Roscoe? Uh, well, Roscoe Pat. Roscoe P. He passed away recently. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like you watch the movie, you love the movie, you, you love the character. But then when they pass, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a real person. Like, that sucks. And that's kind of how this was. Like, you know, you don't even think about the guy. And then you hear that he passed and you think, I w- oh, man, I Jim Carr's no longer with us. You know, honestly, if you had asked me yesterday, two days ago, if he was still alive, I would have guessed no. I would have guessed he died right. before. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed he was still alive. Sounds like he lived yeah. a long life. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And um, think uh, with Dickie Dunn. Um, God, I'm blanking. The I'm 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 looking it up now. <laughs> if if I knew where you were going with that story, I'd uh... no. I was gonna just, say <laughs> M, the the actor M Emmett Walsh. Right, he is he is still around. Like you'd think, you know think he'd be dead at this point because he he looked pretty old in that and you know uh andrew carr looked pretty old in that movie that movie is coming up that it was close to 50 years yeah, i was ago. gonna say it's coming up 50 years oh, yeah old. yeah and yep. those guys were pretty old in that movie yeah, but they're or at least they seem you know what's funny i guess i was gonna not. say let let's let's also act just remember that in the 70s if you looked like you were 60 you were probably 20 yeah true i was just gonna say that that that, um i want to say that archie bunker and from all in the family uh is is and uh, actually his his, carol o'connor his his age when he played archie bunker is how old i am now he was like 47 48 years old i'm like are you shitting me he looks seventy-five on that show. So, yeah, he's got oh, he's all completely white, and he's—I mean, over, being overweight doesn't help him any. But uh, he looks—he looks old on the show. Uh, all right, trying to find where Andrew Duncan was born. It has or it has his death date. It doesn't have his. I think he was date. born in a crossfire hurricane. Well, <laughs> he I'm was born to in see how New old he York was during New York City. Yeah, that's that's yeah. all they have. Was he born a poor black child? <laughs> that's that's funny. M. Emmett Walsh was also in The Jerk. <laughs> Why does he hate these cans? All right. Well, you and can look that up a little bit. He was break. the guy that was trying to kill him. He was the guy that shot the can. He was the guy that... <laughs> uh, so you can look that up in, uh, during the break. But uh, up, up next is the State of the Blues Nation Address. Uh, we'll break down the current state of the team after this word from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. 
In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. I'm having to do math, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's, okay, well, so this came out 46 We're going to be here a while. Half an hour. Hang on. He was 49 in that movie because he died at 95. That's how old he was. Wow. So he was 49 when that movie he was made. He did live a long life. Good for him. He did. Good for him. Hope he, yeah, hope he had uh, a happy and healthy life up till the end because sometimes, sometimes those last uh, few years are rough. His, yeah, last, well, his last credited film thing was 1987. So... He'd been out of the biz for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, speaking of, um, you know, not looking good your last couple of years, last uh, little bit, let's talk about the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> My, how the turntables from the start of the three game, uh, <laughs> the three game, the three and O start, right? <laughs> After a nice three and O start to the season, which uh, consisted of a five to two win versus Columbus a 4-3 to three win versus Seattle, a game in which they didn't play very well at all, but they won. Uh, a 2 to nothing win versus Edmonton, a game in which they played very well. Uh, outscoring those teams 11-5, to five, and two of those three teams are currently above 500. So it was a good start. Can, can, I, add, can I add before we get to that, the, the next point here? Yes, I agree 100%. Not a good win against Seattle. They did not look good. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they looked very good against Columbus no, either. But, now, granted, that was their first game right. of the season. Columbus had already played, what, three games two, at that point? Two or three, whatever. It was yeah. two, and they were back-to-back. Yeah, oh. and and they had that, that real rough 18 seconds where they gave up the two goals in the second yeah. period. But I still was like, this team can play a lot better than this. Yep. And then they had that bad game against Seattle that they still won. And they had a great game against Edmonton. That was... To this point, clearly, their best game of the season. And then the then the wheels came off, losing five straight, a four nothing loss to uh, Winnipeg, a three to one loss to Edmonton, a game in which they played really well in that game, yeah. and were kind of fucked. They got screwed at the end with a uh, that call that should have been a call when O'Reilly was taken down and it wasn't made. And then uh, Edmonton scores like 20 seconds later or something like that, 30 seconds later. Not just blaming officiating, though. They needed to capitalize on their chances, and they did not. No, I agree. I agree. But it was a really good game. One-to-one, late, and it was a blatant. I wasn't even mad after that. It, I wasn't no, I, mad no I wasn't either. It was a blatantly obvious missed call. That's what, and, I was, and then just to, I, mean, I think, you know, it just – that's in crunch time, late in the game, uh, you know, things are magnified, amplified. And you don't complain about that kind of a call and say it costs you the game uh, eight minutes into the game in the first period. You don't do that. It's like at the end of the game is that's when that's when things get tight and that's when things get amplified. But anyway, two, a 6-2 to two loss versus Nashville, a 7-4 to four loss versus Montreal. And this the game, the game against Montreal, this loss against Montreal, this was when I was like, okay, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, I mean, Montreal wasn't playing – that bad, I guess, but you know, seven to four. I, a game they I were winning Montreal three played, to one. They were winning three to one. Montreal played a good game. I really yeah, think I agree. That. they played a good game. But the Blues just we'll talk about 
the Kings game here too. The Blues just allowed so many backdoor chances. I mean, it was over and over again. Guys were just getting wide open coming on the far wing and just backdoor chance after backdoor chance. And that's that's where that to be kind of started with those crazy backdoor chances and it only got worse against LA. <sighs> Yeah, and then the 5-1 to one loss for Zilla, which was probably top to bottom the worst game I've seen the Blues play in quite some time. Since uh, the Mike Yo era. Yeah, it really was. I mean, and, and not just yeah. because this is the first time they've lost five in a row since the Mike Yo era, but that's kind of fitting, I guess. But the, this can, this can game we, was terrible. This game was – there was the, the, you missing open nets offensively, not generating a whole lot of great chances – uh, and the chances you do get, you just miss wide open nets. Uh, defense... <laughs> or Jordan Cairo stick handling all the way right into uh, Jonathan Quick. That the, okay territory. As a forward, I, I, I'm putting myself in his position. You know, that's a that's a thing where he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know what to do. He's indecisive. He he's indecisive right. on what he wants to do. Right. You've got a three on O, and who was it with? It was with Thomas, and who else was on the? Was it Tarasenko? Mm, it was who, whoever, but he's the shooter. I can't remember who was he's the shooter. That's what I thought. Actually, it was O'Reilly. He, okay, he's the shooter on that line. Give it up. You cross. I mean, you, as soon as you get it, I mean, it wasn't like a long three on O, but it was a fucking three on O uh, for a bit. You give the puck up right away, and then get ready to get to get back. You know, if you're the shooter, or go in and just take the shot. He didn't know what to do. He comes in and he stick handles, and right when he goes to make a. a I mean, at the what, what ended up being a poor decision uh, uh, to pass where he tried to pass it to, it gets poked away by quick puck. Never even gets to where it's supposed to go, and nothing, nothing on that. That was. I, I want to ask. I want to ask Bill real quick about that play because, as a goalie, like I saw that play and I read, I read what Jonathan Quick read in my mind. I read like this dude's not going to pass the puck until the very last minute. It's a three on O. Oh. I'm going to come out and just fucking challenge him and force him to do something. This is exactly what Quick did. Quick played it to me 100% correct. And Kairou looks like the fucking fool, especially since, what, 20 seconds later, the Kings go down and score. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, Bill, your thoughts. Did, is, was that, was it like a 50 50 Kairou being an idiot and Quick playing it amazing? Or how did you read that play? I thought Quick knew Kairou was just – he had him dead to rights in, in terms of knowing that he didn't have – he hadn't committed to anything. He was still stick handling, and his head wasn't – you know, he, he certainly wasn't looking to shoot because he wasn't eyeing the net, and he really wasn't looking to pass because he wasn't really – looking over his shoulder for who he's going to give it to. And it's, I thought, I thought he read his indecisiveness and just got out there and, you know, made a fairly easy poke track. Right. Yeah. He knew he's going to come close enough to me and he's not committed at the point to shoot or committed where he gets to below the the circle that he's going to shoot. So I can come out, I can get out there and get my stick on this point. And, and he was 100% right. You know, and and by the time he did actually try and pass the puck, uh, when it gets poked away, uh, their defenseman had gotten back. A, a little, I mean, it was and was on 
that centerman, I think it was O'Reilly. I mean, didn't have him, didn't wasn't in front of him, but had caught up to him. And it was going to be a bitch if O'Reilly, if the puck did get through and uh, got to O'Reilly for him to get a shot off. I, I just think you can't, as a forward coming down, you can't, it's 3 on 0 you can't wait that long. You come in, bottom of the circle, you shoot. Or dish it off early, way earlier and do the fucking backdoor thing that they've been doing on you all game. So, Or do do what I think he should have done. Look up, see Quicks kind of coming out to challenge and take away your pass as basically playing like a goalie slash defenseman. Skate to his left, or uh, I guess, there's... well, Quicks right. And quick's try right. and, and yeah. yeah, Quicks right, I don't... Kairu's left. And try and get him to stretch out, and then maybe you have an open net to shoot at. I don't. If I he remember, just, if I remember I don't correctly, think he I don't did think anything correct on that play. No, I don't either. But, but I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't think Quick was out that far. I don't think that that was available. I, I just think I just think Kairu didn't. It would have still been a better decision than what the fuck he did. Well, yeah, he didn't yeah. do anything. I mean, getting a shot right. on net is better than what he did. So, yeah, true. Right, and and you know, like you said. The Kings go down and score 20 seconds yeah, later. The Blues suck. call the timeout. And the whole timeout was Baruby yelling at Cairo. And you could see him say, you got to shoot that fucking puck. Yep. And, and it, he should have. He he's yeah, right. he's a shooter. You don't come in. I mean, he's got sick hands. Everyone knows it. But this season so far, and actually the last half of last season, he's he's his hands aren't working the way they should have been, uh, the way they were in the first half of last season. So, I mean, just go in and fucking rip the puck. Uh, don't try yeah. and don't try and be too fancy. Keep it simple. You know, I just think that's what he has to do. He's trying to he's trying to do way too much. He's trying to come in, you know, toe drag from right the right wing across the middle and uh, 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 use a defenseman as a screen, let a shot go, and he's doing all kinds of fancy shit. You know what? Just you've got the opportunity at times. Just take the shot. I mean, I know that there's a lot to disagree, but man, I at at that moment, I'd already been calling for it before that. If I'm Baruby, I'm saying you're not moving from the bench the rest of this game. That was the dumbest fucking thing you could have done. Can't do that. Why then. not? He because is not an NHL player at this point. Because we he don't have. First he off, can't compete. first off, because we're not scoring goals, and he is a guy who because can of Kairu. No, it's a, that's a whole team. I'm saying if you're going to bench him, you got to bench half the team because the half the team but is playing you, very no, similar to him. Were, half you the team rely is high on Kairu to score goals, and he's not doing it. Neither, neither is neither. A lot of people on the team. I mean, you've got yeah, you've got they're not. You've got they Shen, don't have and you've got uh, Falk. Shen is playing fine. Yeah, no, I said I don't Shen's know what playing. You're talking about. No, Shen and Falk are playing fine. That's what I'm saying. There's two guys scoring goals, and that's about it. Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Kairu, he, Kairu is your guy. You made that clear this summer. If he can't score goals, he's useless to you. They're not going. And he's not doing it. First off, they're not going to bench him because he is getting shots on net. Okay? Now, as, as bad as he's been, he has been awful. I agree with you 100%. He's been really, really bad. But he's getting chances. They're gonna start going in eventually. You're, I mean, you were without when you when you called from the bench. They were without Bushnevich and Saad due to injury, 
And I'm saying you can't, care. you can't, but you're going to, you're going to, you're basically throwing in the towel in the game you because have, you're taking you away all your, that, you're taking you away your potential. In the AHL. You're taking you away. You that belongs no. in the AHL right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and, and no, let no. me clarify. I'm not saying the Blues need to send him to the AHL. You're, that is not what I'm saying. Take, what I'm saying is the way that he's playing, he belongs in the AHL. So taking him off the roster is not actually hurting because he is hurting you when he's on the ice. You're you're taking away the potential of scoring goals, and we don't have any right now. No one's producing like they should be. I think to 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 bench a guy that could possibly, you know, break out any game now. I, I think that's I think that's a mistake. Unless you've got other guys. Disagree. Now you know what? If other guys are, are are putting the puck in, that's great. And if he's if he's playing shitty like he is, and you've got other guys contributing, okay. Well, you got guys who are actually doing the job when he's not. So sit him. Let him watch the other guys and see how it's done. That's not happening. I don't think you can do that. You're putting yourself – you're this, just, you're just this you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. This isn't just six games to start the season. This bleeds over from last year. I understand. He is awful. I understand. He has no business being on NHL ice right now. I understand. Now. And I think there's, so a, there's other ways I, to do it. You cut I his saw, ice time. You cut his ice time. I saw you give him a talking that to. made me say – if I saw things that made me say, okay – He's going to break out. He's making the right play. It's just bad luck. It's not going in for him. I don't see that right now. What it's, I see it as a guy who needs conditioning and needs to learn how to play in the NHL again. He's not that guy right now. He's not the guy that's going to score a goal. Would it surprise you if he scored two goals next game? No, because he already did that. He did that the other game. Well, he did okay, against Montreal. Okay, well, well, if he can score two goals in any given game, you don't sit the guy, especially when, when your you, team when, when, when your you team score, needs goals. If everybody when you score two goals, but you're at fault for your team not scoring three more. I think it's time to bench the. Oh guy. no 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 no! Wow, that's that's silly. Yes. Come on, you score two goals, you no. get benched. That's ridiculous. Oh, please. You're telling me that Brett Hall had great games all the time, even when he put up two goals? I'm not saying he had – I'm not saying a two-goal game is a great game compared to what he could have had, but I'm saying you don't bench a guy after a two-goal game. Who, who, who's ever done that? I'm just saying Besides when Keenan. you're playing like absolute dog shit, it's – stop calling it a Keenan move. It is a it's Keenan, not move. A Keenan move. Benching it's a, a guy after scoring two move. goals in a game is a Keenan no, move. It's a, it is the definition of a Keenan, a Keenan move. move. Keenan was the highest example of it, the most annoying about it. A good until now <laughs> will bench a guy if he's playing like dog shit. So which Jordan Cairo is you're, you would bench him if he scored two goals, but fucked up because he could have scored four. You'd bench him. No, I'm not saying him score four goals. I'm saying he is causing his team not to score more goals. I asked you. I said if he scores he, two goals. He gets the puck along the boards and just loses it. Oh, instantly. I know. I, I'm I'm what, 100% with you that? that he has been dog shit. I, I'm, I'm with you. But I'm I. But my mindset is there are other ways to deal with it. You can cut his ice time. You can drop him down the lineup. You can have him. You can you can scold him or whatever the fuck you want to do. I wouldn't take him out of the lineup though. Not not right now. If it continues for a long time. I, I may, you know, I, down the road, maybe sure. I know it's been last half of last season and this season, which is concerning a little bit uh, to me. If, even though he's still on his first contract, his eight, his eight million per doesn't kick in until next season, which I think a lot of people don't under, don't realize because they're complaining yeah, about that, his contract. I'll, I will agree with you there that there's a lot of people saying, "Well, he's our highest paid forward." It's like, well, not yet technically. Uh-huh. Let's let's dial that yeah. back. And I'll say, yeah. I I do think Jordan Cairo is going to work out of this again. I, I think a lot of people misconstrued some of the stuff I was saying on Twitter because I was saying like I, guys, 
Guy doesn't look like he belongs. I thought you were pretty and clear. And I get that. People, yeah. No, I wasn't. No, 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 no. Because yes, a lot of were. people yes, were like, were. you want to send a guy. He doesn't belong on the NHL, on NHL ice right now, but you get him to the AHL. But, but then I said, <laughs> bench him one game in the same fucking tweet. So when I say that, it's he doesn't look like he belongs. Make him sit a game like they did with David Perron in 2019, which, by the way, fucking worked. Let's do the same thing to Cairo. I'm not at all saying send him down. You well, can't. You can't. I don't want to trade him either. You got to send a message to him. And there's no you message. Can, you, can, right you, can, now. you can send a message in other ways than benching. That, the benching, to me, it's an old school way to do it, I think. Disagree. Uh, mm. No. It, so I think if you're going to make that move, this is the time of the season that you can make that move. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it before you get to Thanksgiving, right? So maybe in the next couple of games. Uh, you know what? I'll, gotten... I'll, say I'll, I'll agree with that. If you're going to, if you have to do it, early season is the time right. to do it, but I wouldn't do it at all. Right. And so not, not, you know, not right. Now. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, so what I do think you do then? You say just you cut his to, ice time? I cut his ice time back. Oh yeah. I drop him down games. to the third line. Sure. That's so, what I would do. All right. You want to try that first? Maybe I'm just too strict. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'll, 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 I'll call Ruby. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call Ruby. Yeah. And we'll just no, I'll accept work that. If, if they were to cut him <laughs> down to third or fourth line, I think I would I would be really happy with that. But for me, it's just a matter of, and we saw the same thing in the early 2019. What's he, what's he do? What's he get? Like 17, was, 18 minutes a game, something like that? Give him 13 minutes a game. Yeah. 12 minutes if a game. You, if you were to cut his ice time down first, I'm good with that. But the problem is that right now I'm just seeing Ruby say, well, he'll figure it out. Let's put him right back out there. No, you got to send some kind of message. There is absolutely no message being sent right Ooh, now. Man. Keep throwing him back out there. He almost played. He played 1951. He's played, man, he played 20 minutes against uh, yeah. Nashville. Uh, almost 20 against good. Edmonton. Yeah, I see. I would cut his time back. I mean, he's been he's been terrible. And, he, and, I've, and I've seen him get time on the power play. That's That's wrong. Get him off the power play. Uh, that a power play to me, you could use the power play as a reward of sights, you know, uh, of sorts. Um, you know, if you're playing well, get your ass on the power play. There you go. You know, put Nathan Walker on the power play instead of Cairo. That'd send a, I think, send a better message. That'd embarrass him. You know, getting getting benched or getting scratched for a game. You know, I don't think that's as embarrassing as seeing your spot on the power play being taken by Nathan Walker. That 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 is I agree. That is sent a nice two minute message. Say hey, you want to you want to play in the power play and get the chances for some bonus points. You know, play better. Get your head out of your ass. Yeah, we've got a, uh, a, a I think a new live listener new. here, Zach. I'm going to say Zach Boulanger. We'll see if that's correct. He says push him down the lineup, give someone else uh, some ice time on the first line, make him earn his spot back. Yeah, that's that's what Kurt's been calling for. And and again, maybe I'm just too strict of a coach. Considering, by the way, I'm the only one here who's actually coached hockey. That's not before, true. I coached correct? hockey. Oh, you did? Uh, kids roller hockey, if you count that. <laughs> that does count. I'll count that. It was for one season. Um, one season I did. So, so Jeff, I, I got in trouble ask. for benching a kid the year I did you coached see, roller that's, hockey. That's, you're a one-trick pony with this shit. No. He, you know what? He learned his lesson. He did. He scored right after I put him back out there. I think it's Zach so, Bull of Rice. Bull of Rice, that is uh, how you pronounce it. Zach Bull of Rice. Bull, mm. <laughs> Jesse Bullerice, Jesse Jesse Zach Bullerice in the in the chat. <laughs> Boulanger, it's French for butcher. Boulanger, I know it's Boulanger. It's, I assume it's Boulanger, and yeah. maybe it's Bollinger. 
Hey, Bollinger. <laughs> he gave me the 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 the, Bo- the mark. The maybe okay I'm good. symbol. He, yeah, so he's either saying okay or it's a white supremacist thing, right? One of the okay, two. don't say that about our new live listener. I'm joking. <laughs> it's a joke. We're not. You're gonna. You're gonna. We you're don't even say. Well, fuck these guys. We don't work for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we work for ourselves. We can say whatever the fuck we want. So, so I have to ask Jeff if if Tortorella was not hired by the Flyers, would you want him to come in here? Actually, surprisingly, no. I um, <laughs> I yeah, no. I I don't hate Tortorella like a lot of people do. I just I do think he's a little. A lot of what he does and says in the media annoys the hell out of me. Like. Okay, if you're saying this to the media, say it to your team, which I don't know, maybe he is, but I just feel like a lot of what he brings into the media, it's just a little it's a little too much. He's very uh he's very he's uh, he's got a flair for the dramatic. Very theatrical with the uh press press conferences and things. Yeah. It, uh, I, I'll admit as as much as theatrical <laughs> as I can get on this show, if I were an NHL head coach, I'd be way more tight lipped. <laughs> Oh, uh, Zach Bollinger <laughs> says, uh, let's see. Oh, I scroll off the screen. Uh, also, Martin Furk, uh, the man, give, uh, the Martin man, give these guys a chance to sit the guy playing like shit and give young guy a chance. Uh, they were actually talking about that on ESPN radio today, um, about giving him a shot over neighbors, you know, send the neighbors down to Springfield for a week or two, let him maybe. Put some points up down there, get some confidence, and then bring it back up in a, in ten days or two weeks, something like that. That that I can see that because he's hasn't gotten on the board. He's been invisible. I guess at least with Cairo, you've noticed him on the ice, but it's just in a bad way. Him be terrible <laughs> N- neighbors. I haven't neighbors. You forget he's playing. I, I haven't really. He's just yeah. like doesn't do much. Neighbors has been kind of a surprise. I mean, he's a rookie. You, you know, that's going to happen. But he's actually been kind of a surprise to me. Outside of that first goal he scored, yeah, yeah, you don't even notice him out there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm actually 100% with that. Send him down to the AHL. Give him some time down there. Bring him back up. Maybe he'll be motivated. Not a lot of time. Yeah. Just a week or two. You know, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a couple he's, games, three, four games. When you do notice that he's getting a shift, it's like, oh, hey, it's Jay McClement. It just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are we killing penalties? He's on the ice. What are we doing? You almost, right. you almost got right. me, Bill. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's. He, he loves, you know, what what he's doing, and I think he's just trying to show Baruby he's a great guy, right? He's he's getting the puck, and he's he's just staying along the boards, not cutting to the front of the net enough, and yeah, I I don't know, I I. I I would love to see him get a shot top six before they send him down, but Neighbors. that's not Ruby. Well, actually, the rumor – I'll leave that there. I'll show, if you guys don't mind. Uh, the uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> um, is it, I, I put up uh, Zach's comment. That says, Kurt, you're right. Um, for the podcast folks who can't see this visually. Please, please Zach, don't ever say they, that again. Uh, they were talking uh, – I think it was JR uh, mentioned that uh, was – I think Neighbors was on the first line in practice today um, just to see what happens. Which I was that right? I he's I mean he acted. I thought first line was uh, Shen O'Reilly and Achari. Achari in practice today. I thought he said it was neighbors because what I read because they were talking about sending neighbors down, and then Jr. mentioned, well, I think that might be something they would do. 
after they give him a shot on the top line to see what happens uh, with and, and he, I maybe I misheard, but I thought he said that uh, he was on the top line in practice, but I could be wrong. I will I will check yeah. on that. Maybe not. I, I yeah, could, I know I the misheard. lines. They the talk was they had a, a an all veteran first line okay. uh, at least in practice. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't, I don't like a chart. It was Shen O'Reilly a chart? No, uh, Charlie's a former twenty goal scorer. I don't care. I I, I mean yeah, I'd rather give the neighbors a former twenty goal scorer. Yeah, several several years and two teams ago. Brett Hull's a former. No, it was with, it was with Florida. It was two years did ago. He, did he score twenty? Yeah. Yes, he was on the top line in Florida. I did not watch much Florida. Oh, yeah! It looks see. like on the ice on the ice today, Shin O'Reilly Nin- Achari, nineteen twenty, Buchnevich, so Buchnevich, Barbashev, Tarasenko, Neighbors, Thomas, Kairou, which Neighbors with Thomas and Kairou, that's pretty much a top line, right? Yes, at least yeah. should be in the NHL yeah. if they're playing well. If they're playing and, well, yeah. And the only right. one there that's playing well is Thomas. Thomas. Uh, Achari was uh, then, uh, three years ago. Torpchenko, Brown, and Pitlick. Three years ago, before the uh, season, three he, years ago, yeah, he twenty twenty goal scorer. His first year in Florida. So yeah. That was after and, what a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next season. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, um, you know, that uh, Jesse, Jesse, Boulanger, um, Zach Boulanger brought up earlier, uh, Josh Levo, right. We're, we're seeing a ton of um, Tyler Pitlick. Now, you know, they, they officially sent him after his PTO and he's getting rolled out there. Um, and getting those fourth line minutes, and I, I, I was impressed enough with Levo early in the season. I was hoping to see him get more more opportunity, and he's just constantly in the press box. And I would yeah. I would love to see that switch. And definitely Logan Brown. God, I, I don't know. I I I quickly switched up my my thought on who was going to be my whipping boy and pick <laughs> pick him. So um, I would I I would love to see him out of the lineup pretty quickly too. I think I think he's pretty he's worse than I thought he was going to be. Uh, I I mean, granted, he's only played three games, but I, you know, before the season started, I was like, you know, I think the ceiling for him is he'll have a few good games. And then disappear for a few weeks, you know, and then have a couple of good games and disappear for a few weeks. Uh, but I haven't, he hasn't, I mean, his first it game was, in, he was it, awful. Second game back, yeah. he was much better, but didn't do a whole lot. And he uh, has been minus two in three games. No points. Right. Right. It was, it was a pretty, pretty close to one for one swap moving Sanford for him. Except I think Sanford's got you know more NHL scoring ability. Yeah, he does. Uh, As know. he showed against us. Yeah, right. Which you know, whatever. <laughs> it's it's still Sanford. Um, all right, where are we at here? Let's so so the the Blues have now scored twenty five to eight in those five games in the five game losing streak. Only two of those five teams we've lost to are currently over five hundred. It's Winnipeg and Edmonton. Uh, after eight games, we sit at three and five, nineteen goals for, thirty goals against. We're fifth in the conference in goals against. Uh, and we're dead last in the conference, uh, which is 15th with 19 goals for. Uh, granted, that's partially due to the Blues playing fewer games than every other team. But even with that said, they're having trouble putting the puck in the net lately with only eight goals in the last five games played. So um, you guys want to talk about like, some select forwards? We've done that already with a lot of players. Um, we just bounce around. This is all a loose outline for you guys. Yeah, just I mean, 
I mean, again, uh, you, you know, I think the let's talk positives because it's that's a very short conversation. Justin Falk yeah. has been great. Um, I'd say even probably still to me our best defenseman, which we'll get to defense later. But in terms of offensive production, he's looked great. Um, not only scoring goals, but you know, just continues to be one of the best on the team and keeping the puck in the zone, pressuring when he needs to pressure, not getting caught. Uh, to me, again, best Blues defenseman offensively and defensively on this team so far. And then Braden Shen, um, the talk came out earlier this year, or I'm sorry, over the summer or just a couple weeks ago, I guess, about how uh, you know he had all those injuries last year and was battling and struggling. Now he's 100% healthy. He's going to be rejuvenated this year. I think he looks phenomenal. Keep him on that first line if you can. Uh, I like him in the wing, actually, now more. I used to say I liked him at center, but I think he's looked really good on the wing. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think those two are probably the best positives coming out of the offense. I want to I want to give people uh, a big I told you so with Falk. I know his first year here, he was god-awful. He was terrible. And I was like, just got to wait. Just got to wait. People want him traded. I'm like, I'm going to I'm, I'm pull a lance to Scott here. I'm going to just talk about how I was right and everybody else was wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so that's the rest of the show, right? That is the rest of the show. You're all right. Where's that? Where's that uh, comment again? No, pull right, I'll just sit back. So there it is again. Oh, stop! <laughs> Take that out of your pocket. <laughs> that's gonna be the screenshot tomorrow when we share the show on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and but uh, but in all fairness, uh, I do. I'm not as. Uh, I did say the same thing about Krug. And he has not been as good as Falk, so he's he's got a little bit to go to get to where uh, where Falk is. So I did say yeah, people, I, I said, um, wait on Krug, wait on Krug, you know, like Falk, same thing, you know. Well, and, and we talked about that on this show that maybe it is just a matter of him needing more ice time. A lot of players, I mean, we talk, we see it with goalies all the time, right? Some goalies, it's like they need more shots to be better in goal. They need to see the puck more. And maybe it's the same thing with Falk. He just needed more ice time. At that point, he was a number three right-handed defenseman. He was playing behind Pareko and Petrangelo. Now he's clearly better than, well, Pareko on this team. I think even playing better than Petrangelo is in Vegas because he's getting more ice time. I think uh, Tarasenko is a positive. I think he's played well. Seven points uh, in the eight games. Um, and he hasn't looked lost. No. No, Again, I think with this with this offense, there's been a lot of players to me. We mentioned Cairo, but other players, including O'Reilly, who has just <laughs> looked lost offensively. Right. O'Reilly's and been Tarasenko is not one of those. No. Yeah. O'Reilly is just like it it's inexplicable. Um you know, just how how objectively horrible. He is yeah. this year. Shocking. Um, it's surprising. Not, it's very surprising. Right. And, you know, it, it's, you wonder, you know, given, given his age now, right. You know, it, is he still keeping up the same heavy, heavy training routine, right? Is he still always the first guy there and in uniform well before everybody else? Does, does he, does he need to scale that back? He's 31. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't call that old, but it's not old. But he's, you I mean, have to make adjustments. You 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 know. 
I suppose. Well, his workout routine too, when he stays late, you know, shows up early. Um, from everything you've seen, the the video they show, it's mostly stick work. I right. mean, right, right. It's like mostly stick drills. It's not so much like he's not doing burpees on the ice. He's uh, right. yeah. <laughs> or washboards. He's doing well, and you know, he's and doing stick work. Too, so I, that he's pretty much known to as a, a slow starter at this point in his career. Um, he had a relatively slow start last year. Uh, I don't know about I, I, I don't know the offensive numbers, but I thought I think we had the same conversation. Like O'Reilly doesn't look like the same player this year. And then as the season went on, and then obviously during the playoff push and into the playoffs, he was one of the best Blues players on the ice, night in, night out. So you just got to hope that maybe if he can find that drive a little sooner this year, maybe that helps drive the offense a little bit more because he is the team's leader. Last season he had five points in the first five games, but then went one, two, three, four, five, scoreless in five. (laughs) So he was kind of streaky early on. And then was okay after that. So man, the first first five games he was he was putting up a point a game. After five, then he went scoreless for five games, and then he was okay. So yeah, a little little streaky start there last year. Yeah, it it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I again, we talked. I remember the uh, the model as much as we like to bitch about Ooh. the athletics models about um, O'Reilly. Like the 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 talk was like you need to have this number one center who can do this and that and this and that. And the blues don't have it. And I remember us talking like, wait until playoffs. And that Mm -hmm. becomes O'Reilly. Right. And I think it's the same thing here. If we can get just a little better play from O'Reilly, I think that really helps change the dynamic of this team. So he's got one goal, no assists uh, in eight games played. And it's a minus 11. Um, You know, Perron's... That's That's, right. The the minus eleven is the part that is just hard to fathom. Right. His he is he's a former Selkie Trophy winner, right? He gets Selkie votes every year. Should have won. He gets Selkie votes every year. Yeah. And Perron's no longer here, so I mean that you know they had great chemistry. Maybe that plays into it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I uh, are you worried about O'Reilly moving forward? I'm not. Uh, I think he's going to pick it up and start putting the points on the board. But uh, if there's if there's anybody on this team who can self correct, it's him. Yeah, yeah, I think agree. I, well, and plus, I heard that he's using kind of a new uh, stick blade this year. What? He's still got the hook. He's still got the hook at the end, but I think he's using a little bit more flatter blade. I'm not saying that completely changes everything for him, but maybe. in terms of offensive ability. Hey. Maybe he's just slightly missing his passes, his shots, and he'll correct well, that over time. A more well, flatter blade, you say? A more <laughs> flatter blade, yes, yes. You you could you could tell. I I, I have an English degree, folks. <laughs> a, he has a more flatter blade this year. <laughs> Jeff speaks um, English. It's a scientific, really. the scientific description. Uh, me fail English? That's impossible. That's impossible. Um, no, and yeah, I think uh, what Bill said, uh, minus 11 on the season for Ryan fucking O'Reilly. I mean, you you look at that with like a Patrice Bergeron or any of those, you know, Ryan Kessler back in the day. They're a minus player at all. It, it raises an eyebrow, but a minus 11. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and Kyrou's at minus 13. So that's uh, 
two key guys on this team. Minus 11, minus 13. You asked 13. If, I'm, if we're concerned about O'Reilly. I'm actually not. I, like no, Bill not. said, I think he's the type of guy yeah. that can kind of self-correct, and I think he will be fine. And clearly a good leader for this team over time. He's proven that. Um, the only player, and I know that I'm kind of feeding into a lot of the troll fan base, the only player that I'm still kind of concerned about is Jordan Cairo. Just because of last season. he's He has been rough the last I mean, not calendar year, but last let's say fifty eight games. months, last seven 50 games. months. Yeah. Uh, well, you know bad. what? Playoffs. He he had a decent playoff. He was he had a few games in the playoffs where he he scored some goals. He looked. He got right. He, he, playoffs were better for him last season. A lot better. He came out of it. Yeah, um, but but we also the big talking point for us from Kairu in the playoffs last year was him just getting you know completely walked by Nathan McKinnon yeah. and what everybody thought was a serious clinching goal, right? And it's like, that's, we said at the time, right? If I'm the coaching staff, I send that clip to him every day during the off season and say, this is your motivation. If, if yeah. you think that this is acceptable, the, you don't belong here. And um, if they did that, he didn't, he didn't watch the video at all, but it's... See, I think Barbashev, for example, I think he's one of those guys who had a great year production-wise last year. A little right. surprising, right? And right. I think so, and that helped with the Blues' depth being so great last season. And so I think he was one of the people to kind of watch this season to see, you know, if if okay, well, let's see how he does, and if he can have a similar season. I don't think many people thought he would have the same kind of season as he did last year because he shot like. What was it like? Thirty percent, twenty something. Yeah, he was it was really was. high, really high. It was I mean not that high. He but. was only shooting when he had a really good opportunity. Yeah, but that was a lot of the team though too, which we talk about Dom's model and saying, wow, their their shooting percentage is so high. Well, yeah, it's by design. They 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 choose quality over quantity, and so they're obviously not going to get as many shots. But the shots they are getting, if they're going by the plan are higher quality scoring chances. So they should score at a higher clip using that model. So, which again, we've talked about that, but Donald's model doesn't give the blues credit for the plan actually working that they were, you know, using. Right. Well, I mean, you get punished for it. Right. Right. I, I'm right. When it doesn't work and this year, it hasn't worked right. because nobody can handle the puck. That's the thing. That, it, that seems to be the the one theme with the forwards. Once they get set up in the the offensive zone, it's the the percentages are much lower um, in terms of executing and, and you know not not just saying scoring but actually getting shots on goal. There are so many fumbled pucks. It's you know you, you have to wonder you know what did something change. You know, did everybody decide to go to a different stick model or, <laughs> you know, is is the ice just that awful this year? You know, it's funny. I had or because because we can't get down credit, right? No. Well, here's no. the thing. No, is that I you know, I see people posting some of the advanced stats, the the expected goals for right, which is based. It's based on your your number of shots and your high danger scoring chances, all that crap. So the expected goals for for the Blues uh, they're not. It's, it's. I think it's whatever. It's going down. So, but and they're saying, aha, see, 
the model was correct in that the Blues overachieved last season, and now they're coming back down to earth. I disagree completely, and this is part of the problem with advanced stats, because the Blues aren't playing the same way they did last year. If that model were accurate and and they and they're saying and if what they're saying is true and that the model is was correct all along and the and it's just correcting back to the norm right now, then the blues would be getting the chances and just not scoring. You know, they're right. they're and, and they'd be playing the same, more or less, and just not putting the puck in the net. That's not true at all. They look like ass on the ice these last five games. But they're just not playing well. They look like a completely different team. So you can't compare last year's Blues team and the expected goals for to this year's Blues team and the expected goals for because they're they're playing like a completely different team. Uh, they're well, not and, and the same add, chances. The Edmonton game, especially I, I, the the one they lost, the the second game, the one at home. Um, I think Baruby even called it out in the presser afterward that they had like four wide open nets. They just flat out shot wide, like. Yep. Again, they lose that game three one. They should have won four two. Was know, that the game Walker? Was, was that the game Walker? Uh, yes, missed? Walker had a wide open net. Yeah, and just fucking shot it Air wide. It. And I think there was one. I want to say it was Thomas or Kairu. One of them had a, a a pass across wide open net. Skinner did not read it, and they just airmailed it. And it was just they they put those pucks in the net. They win that game, no doubt. But. They just they're shooting wide. They're missing their chances. They're overthinking it, overhandling, and, and for the Blues to say that about the Blues is a, is saying a lot because they they overhandle a lot. But like you said last season, they were overhandling but still putting the puck in the net. Right. Right now they're overhandling and just not getting a good shot on. Well, they had a they had a puck possession game last year. You know they they had they had. They were cycling really well. You know, Thomas would drive. He would control the offensive zone last season. Um, he he's been better uh, as the season's gone along. This season, I think he had a bad start, but uh, he he's still not up to last season's uh, pay, uh, how he played last season. Last season he was dominant. It was unreal. He hasn't looked that way this season quite yet. But part of that's probably his teammates just like they're fucking a football out there with him. So they they're not helping him out any. But no, actually, I knew you were going to say actually, that at some point. Did today. you? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I think Robert Thomas has been fine. I, I think there's been a couple opportunities that he's had to maybe put the puck in the net. But he's he's let's face it, he's he's a setup guy first and foremost. Um, he can put the puck in the net. He proved that last year. But he's just not getting the support that he needs out there. And and I've I've been one to criticize Robert Thomas over the years. Um, you know, especially last year, I thought he disappeared the playoffs. But I think this year, I'm okay with his play. I think if he keeps playing the same way and his teammates correct themselves, he's going to be putting up plenty of points. So I actually have no problem with Robert Thomas right now either. I, I, I the first couple of games, I think he was kind of invisible. But uh, like I say, he's gotten better. Um, he was putting up points though, which is funny. That, yeah, I said that. I was, was like, <laughs> he was getting, but you know what? They were secondary. I mean, they were good. I mean, he worked. He dug pucks out in the corner, threw them in front, and then another pass, and they score. You know that, and he he did. He made some. I'm not saying he didn't make good plays, but I mean, last season he'd get the puck and he would have it up and down the boards, cutting back around the on the goal, out of the out the other side. He was creating lanes, making whole defenses rotate and shift based on him, uh, and 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 creating lanes out of nothing and finding people that shouldn't have been found. Um, and I don't think he's, I mean, I, 
I like his play this season, but he's not quite at last season's play. And no. I'm impressed. So I, I think he's got a little well, bit to go. I thought, I thought he was a guy that, uh, unlike Kairou, was the exact opposite of Kairou. I thought he, like O'Reilly does, picked up his play throughout the year. It wasn't until mm. playoffs I thought he started kind of disappearing. But down the stretch last year, yeah, he was playing some phenomenal hockey. So we got uh, Bushnevich, who um, he was hurt for five of the eight games so far. So uh, he has two points in three games. is a plus one. I think he gets a pass. And any criticism right now, he's played three games. You know, I think he's looked okay. Um, not too, uh, not too. I'm not, and I'm not too worried about him. And, and you know, him being out—that's why I wasn't too upset about the Blues' losses uh, when he was out. Him and Sod, my, that's it. That's that's two, you know, significant guys in your lineup. I mean, you're three and zero with Sod. You're zero and five without him. Um, not that Sod has put up any points, but you know, players, teams play well for certain players being in the lineup for whatever players reason. Players slot in the in where they need to be better when Sod's sure. in the lineup. Yeah, you don't get you don't have uh, Brown playing on the third line. Right you know, with with uh, with Sod in the lineup, so that's <clears throat> you, yeah. You I don't have Brown in the lineup at all. With Sod <laughs> in the lineup. Yeah. That, would, would hope. No, would hope. that's that right? Isn't isn't that the stat line though? Um, Sod went out after game three. Was it? He played three games. Yeah. Brown. Yep. That's when Brown came in. Yeah. And right. what? Right. So it's you know to your point. You know, Sod's the key to this team. As you have in now, yeah, you know. I right. mean, who knows, right? He's the key to this team. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's that Logan Brown's the key to the team in the wrong way, the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm sticking with that. What can Brown do no, for I, you? Nothing. You mentioned you mentioned Buchnevich. Uh I want to just mention that I think again, we're if they stick with the lines we saw in practice, uh, he's with Barbashev and Tarasenko. I I think Buchnevich has been fine. Again, good penalty killer as well. Uh, I think we mentioned Tarasenko is playing fine. Um, you put those two back together, maybe you get Barbashev moving in the right direction with those two on his line again because we haven't seen that yet this year. We saw Thomas in the middle there between those two. Um, I think I think you get that Russian line back together. Maybe we'll see some magic tomorrow night. Uh, we will look at the defense and uh, goaltending in our State of the Blues Union show after this word from our new sponsor. Uh, Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. So, uh, yeah, Mike with uh, Real Brokerage, Real Estate, Realtor, great Realtor here in the St. Louis area. Uh, welcome aboard, Mike. Love having you. I've actually <laughs> – Puck Guy 14. Ah, yes, he's watching. 
Buckeye 14 in the chat. Oh my God. Hand, hand passing. Yeah, he says. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. For those who don't know, Punk Guy 14 from Teal Town, USA. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a trigger topic with uh, with those guys. I love it. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad Punk Guy 14 listening. We love hey, you, Eric. Eric. Oh, Eric, um, Eric, I watched your uh, Wheel of Fortune show uh, on Pluto TV. Good job. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> No, Mike, uh, welcome aboard, Mike. Uh, welcome to the Let's Go Blues Radio family. Love having you. I've played Mike, uh, played hockey with Mike for a long time. Uh, it's been a couple years since we've played together, but we used to play together on an old team called the Body Snatchers, which is uh, w- one of my favorite teams I've ever played on. Um, and uh, Mike knows his stuff. He's actually a police officer as well, so he does provide um, some assistance to first responders as well if you're interested in using him as your uh, realtor. So keep that in mind. But, uh, but yeah, give Mike a call, strikewithmike.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, big Blues fan. Uh, as I said last week, he said, you know, it, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said, uh, where else can you uh, have somebody help you with the buying or selling process and also tell you about Vladimir Chebaturkin's blues career which i was like you sir belong on there's, this show there's not so. much to tell it's a short conversation <laughs> no. it was about eight games right <laughs> yeah yeah but give or take um strike with yeah. that's a slick url that's that that's just that you don't forget that one yeah no you don't forget it so yeah again if you're looking to buy or sell in the st louis area strike with uh you know Welcome i would <laughs> Yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, Puckeye 14 uh, says, uh, ha thanks. Uh, if you need pointers on getting on Wheel of Fortune, uh, you know where to find me, LOL. Um, I do enjoy Wheel if of Fortune. Need, if you need pointers on how to get on Kirk Price, reach out to me. Uh, and you will get nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a, it's a scam, guys. It's a scam to get you to call Jeff to come over and hang out in his hot tub. That's, that's what want, it is. I just, want, I just want people to come over. I'm so lonely. <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I, I love Wheel of Fortune. Um, I think it's one of those things, though, where if I were to be on the show, uh, I'd feel like, man, I'm so much better playing this game at home <laughs> than I am in front of an audience. It's probably a whole different ball of wax. So, good job, Eric. And Eric, on the episode of Wheel of Fortune, he won uh, the whole thing. He won the, the grand prize. So he actually owns Let's Go Blues Radio. That's what he did Wait, with his and money. he won two trips too, something like that. It was it was he did he did, he did all right. Did he go to the showcase showdown? The, yeah, spun the wheel. Yeah, got uh, got thousand dollars on the second spin. Yeah, hit the dollar. Oh, yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Wow, he was so good at Wheel of Fortune that he won the Prices Right. Yeah, he got the exact bid, and they had to yeah. You ever see that uh, that documentary on the Prices Right by the guy that got the exact bid? I think it's called Exact Bid, the documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't he? Uh, he, he's the guy that like basically has a formula for winning uh, game shows, right? Uh, I don't know if that's him. There's there's two guys. There's the guy that was on uh, Pressure Luck, and then there was the guy that that uh, was on uh, Wheel of Fortune who guessed. He just knew all the prices of everything. He kept like a spreadsheet. Um, um, prices right, you mean? Uh, sorry, yeah. prices right. Yeah, the guy just kept yeah. a, pre- a spreadsheet of all the prices, and he knew what everything was. And they didn't change right. the prices on stuff. So then they'd keep this; they'd rotate the same items out. So he just memorized where all the prices were, and he got the stuff exact. It's hmm. crazy. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> enough game show talk. 
the Blues defense, which has been uh, an issue, uh, a topic of conversation. Which which is a gong show, by the a way. A gong show, a hockey term. <laughs> nice, nice, nice segue. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been doing this a long time, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> where's our Where's our producer with the Gong Show theme? He went to bed. He went to bed. <laughs> He's a bitch. <laughs> he had one beer. He's tired. It's past his bedtime. <laughs> He's, he, uh, one beer knocked him out. It was a seltzer. Uh, the uh, <laughs> a white claw. I can't. I can't legally talk about that. <laughs> white claws are barely legal. It's like Boone's Farm, right? How much alcohol is in a white seltzer? Is there a lot? I don't know. I actually think it's a fair amount. Is it? Okay, maybe. It, okay, I'm thinking Boone's Farm. Everyone's first wine. <laughs> uh, what was it Snowberry Hill or something like that? Anyway, uh, the defense for the Blues, uh, the game against the Kings on Monday was maybe, in my opinion, the worst game I've seen the Blues defense play in years since the Mike Kitchen era, I guess. Yeah, it's been terrible. Since Mike since, since Kitchen. Since the Mike Kitchen era? Since Kitchen era. Is that bro. what you're going for? Whoa. Since Mike Kitchen. Yeah, probably pretty much. Uh, so I don't know. They had, they had some pretty bad defensive games under Andy Murray. I don't know if you guys remember those years. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and it was it was it was interesting. You know, things are going bad when the coach is having is throwing a fit behind the scenes about Perron's white skates. Yeah. So right. I mean, that's that's a problem. It's like who gives a fuck? You know, coach the team. Yep. Jesus. Um. So many missed assignments. Uh. Guys wide open. Easy backdoor tap ins. Time after time, it's the same damn thing. It's like, how do you not see that coming? I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like Lou Gehrig getting Lou Gehrig's disease. You had to see it coming. What <laughs> are the best Lou What are the best Dennis Leary lines? <laughs> now, I, I, I said this after the Montreal game, which it, it was exemplified way more in the uh the Kings game that this is how you shorten goalies careers and that's you you make a goalie go side to side in his crease right across with the puck going right across the slot you make him do that 10 times a game like Bennington and Grice have had to do you're going to end their careers a lot sooner than they'd like because that's how you pull a groin. That's how you start having issues down there. And if for Jordan Bennington to be able to stop, it's every called the puck, crotch area, I mean, Jeff. The crotch area. I was you can say the not crotch. just talking. I wasn't just talking about the crotch. I was talking about the knees down there. The... Okay, you sound like a twelve-year-old okay. kid. <laughs> okay, fine. When you crotch, have issues knees, down there in that area, shut up. In, in wrestling, it, it was referred to as the midsection. The midsection, the right? Midsection. There you go. Yeah. No, that's that's and that's what I'm saying is that like you start making your goalie make those kinds of saves consistently. And, and and even if they don't make the saves, they're still trying to push across and get there. You're going to have a lot of medical issues, and we've been seeing that. I thought Huso had to do that a lot last year. Mm-hmm. We're seeing even more this year with Bennington and, and Grice, and it's a huge issue. If I'm Jordan Bennington, I'm saying trade me right fucking now. I don't want to play behind this defense anymore because I want to be able to play until I'm at least 35. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, I, I thought that um, going back to the Nashville game, 
right? I thought Nashville showed that they had the book on Grace, right? Older goalie, big guy, not good laterally, and they got the puck at either post and made a move, and they scored a ton of goals. And I think Montreal watched the tape of that game and said, you know, doesn't matter who's in, the Blues defense couldn't defend that. Let's try it. No. And no. it worked. And LA's like, us too. And what's, it's, what, it's, what, it's been crazy. What's like, weird they, is that they, they're getting they, exploited so badly. They can defend it. They're, I mean, they're just sticks and lanes, right? I mean, just read the play. Sticks and lanes, tying up sticks. Oh, I mean, or or just like situational awareness. Let the pass. Situational awareness is a thing. But lift the stick. Situational awareness is a thing. You know, you're you're on D, Mm -hmm. head on a swivel. Like Panger like says too much, right? Head on a swivel. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. it's fucking too much. But anyway, it's true. Uh, You you guys Mm -hmm. like there was a there was a play was a Letty and Pareko. Uh, shift and side to side. You know, defensemen do this. You know, when the puck, it goes from one corner to the next or from one side to the other, uh, the defenseman shifts. So the defenseman nearest the corner with the puck kind of shifts over and the other defenseman kind of shifts to the middle. And then if the puck goes the other corner, then the defenseman shift over sides, you know, with each other. So that the one defenseman goes in front and the other defenseman goes in the corner. You shift back and forth. Uh, there was a play where uh, the play shifted and one defenseman read it. The other one didn't, and both were in the corner. Right, that was that, was that goes back to the Winnipeg game. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And this, that was, this is a generalized the on the whole season. Of the Winnipeg game. Yeah, right. It was bad. It was just a, it was yeah. bad. It was just lost coverage and right. not paying attention to what you, situational awareness and defense has been a problem uh, in this season. And uh, listen, more than this, that, actually, this team is locked in defensively. Unfortunately, for the mm-hmm. next what five, six years, it's unfortunate. I don't like this defense. I've said this for two years. Something big needed to change. Nothing has changed. Yeah. So the way that I see it, if you're locked into this defense, and this is what we're seeing nine games into the season, which is – or eight games, whatever it is, and it's awful. It is awful, and I thought last year was already awful. Now it's getting even worse. <clears throat> I do think this is where Doug Armstrong – I know he we – talk, we'll talk about his presser in a minute – I think this is where he needs to make a change. And I hate to say yeah. it because I hate to pit it on one guy. Yes, you can. On defense? You can hi- you can fire your defensive coach. Oh, okay. Mike Fenron. Yeah, okay. I, 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 think, I think that's all you can do at this point. You fire your defensive coach and you say right. – because I, yeah. I, I, I didn't like this defense even the cup year. I thought uh, they don't play very well together. And maybe this is just a point where you say – Okay, we got to move on from Mike Van Ryan. Bring somebody else in. See, if we can get a new voice in there and a new, maybe even a new style, a new system that will work with the type of defenseman we have. Yeah, I like that idea actually, because yeah. I, actually, you know, and the reason why when we did uh, the, we talked about in the preseason show, the po- uh, the the season preview show. Uh, about how I was uh, not as down on the defense as other people, and you guys, you guys disagreed, uh, and you were. And we, and I think and I Bill said, and I were right. Well, right, Bill. Here's the deal, and the we reason right. I'm going to explain we why were, I said that. Oh, of course we were right. Well, you've been right. Yeah. You've been right so far. Sure, absolutely. But I think the well, re- the reason why defeat. the reason why I said that was because individually, this defense is 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 on paper is very very good individually, but for whatever reason. 
together, it's just not working together. Like right. Justin Falk is, well, he's 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 elite. It doesn't matter. Uh, Krug is a very good defenseman, but is not playing well on this team. Pareko has all the skill in the world, and has lapses that are strange. Uh, Nick Letty, I think, has been fine for the most part. Uh, he had a real he, rough game. The yeah, other day. well, and, and again, I, the whole I team think he has was overcompensating. I, I thought he was trying to make up for Pareko not thinking on the ice at all. Yeah, that's true. See, I like Miko. I like Miko a lot. I think Miko should get more time. I, I'm all about. I didn't like Mikola getting scratched, honestly. Right. And, I didn't. And, I didn't and Rosen. Yeah. What, yeah. What, he was bad. The, the, the fourth goal yeah. when he's like. Doing a pirouette yeah. in his own crease. The puck went right yeah. behind him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with him playing Rosen just because. I mean, you're losing games. Let's get somebody else in there. Let's have a new face. But I think Mikola was the wrong guy to scratch for that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I like. But Mikola we knew that speaking. we we said that in our season preview show, right? That he's he's the guy that's going to sit when when they're rotating and uh, they're not playing seven defensemen. And when we thought Perunovic, you know, it was before. Perunovic was injured, right? We thought Mikola was the guy that was going to sit more often than not. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think you know at at, at that point, Barubi setting the lineup, and um, I'm, you know, Van Ryan's got to have input on who should be in, who should be out from the defense. But that that call was pretty bad. I think I think you look at it, and because they said, well, we got to get Rosen in there. He's a better puck mover than Mikola. And I'm like, okay, on paper, yeah, you're right. Like, you look at everything before the season. You have we... your assessments of players. I look at it, and I say, this season, Mikola has moved the puck better mm-hmm. than Pareko and Krug. Oh, so, easily. Like, I'm not, easily. I'm not taking him out for that reason. I think Mikola does a fine job of moving the puck. I think he actually pinches uh, better than most of our defensemen. Right. He's he's got great reads. Yeah, right. And and nobody else on the D, the D this year has besides Falk, who you know Kurtz will go with Kurtz word is elite this year. Yeah, yeah at yeah, least yeah. with this with this crew, he is he is the top tier guy, right? But yeah, I th- I thought Mikula has demonstrated the best reads and and knows when to pinch at the right time. Um, you know, the funny thing is the defense is contributing offensively, which, or at least, you know, Falk is, uh, Falk has nine points and, and the rest of the D has seven points. So 16 points in eight games for the D. Um, so Krug has what? Three points, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, and actually which he's, is, which is about where I expect him, but I also expect him to play a lot better defensively and honestly, even more physical than we've seen. Yeah. I mean, he's a smaller guy, but he does play physical for a small guy. So you you like to see that, but you haven't seen a whole lot of it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, to be honest, you could say yeah. Every time I criticize a player on this team, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you could criticize, you know, ten other guys on the team for the same thing, because you know that's how you lose five in a row. When you don't lose five in a row because a few guys aren't playing well, you lose five in a row because most of the team is just not playing well, not playing good hockey. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna uh, real quick just read uh, Zach. What do we, what do we agree his name is? Boulanger. 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 Let's just say that. Boulanger. <laughs> I've said Boulanger. All, he said I was right, but I said uh, like all three versions of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says honestly, he's talking about Tyler Tucker in Springfield is doing a lot better than last year. A lot of improvements. Maybe call him up. I actually am 
100% okay with, obviously, you know, you got to play waivers and all that. But Rosen is a guy I think you, I'm pretty sure doesn't have to clear waivers. You can just send him down. I say send him down, bring up a kid, give a kid a shot. I think Tyler Tucker is a guy that I've I've been high on for a couple of years. I've seen a couple of his games. I haven't seen uh, eight hours of tape on him on the, YouTube, right? Actually, the only, <laughs> guy, seen that. The, the only guy who is waivers exempt on the roster right now is Neighbors. Say Logan Brown. Are you serious? Neighbors is the only waiver exempt player on the roster? According to Cap Friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, painful. right now, right now, nobody is taking a Blues defenseman. So I'd say well, just go ahead and, and start whoever thing, you want. Then the thing with that is that if you take Rosen, you have to, if, if it, as a team, if you claim Rosen, if you sent down, you have to put him on your active roster, right? And then and then wave somebody else off your active roster. So that's a right. team may not want to give up somebody off their active. I was going to say I, I don't think that's an issue. I would say Mikola. I'm a little more concerned about with losing in waivers. I wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. But well, no Rosen, way. not a chance. No, I wouldn't. But but Rosen, I think you move him down. Maybe you call up a Tyler Tucker. Maybe you call up a Matt Kessel. Right. Give that kid a shot. I I, those, I would love to see a big move like that. And even if the kid only plays six minutes, Tucker or Kessel, I would love to say, again, it's a statement from the Blues front office, from the coaching, saying, you guys ain't cutting it. We got to go down to our AHL team and see if we can find somebody who will. And, and at the very least – not only are you getting a motivated player to come up and play in the NHL, you're sending a message to the rest of the defense. Uh, Krug did leave uh, practice or after the game the other day had a shoulder injury, um, but he was practicing today. So I think speculation was that he was going to play tomorrow. So we shall see about yeah. that. I mean, as you know, some people would like to trade Krug tomorrow, but uh, I think if he's out, that's a problem. So. I can't. I mean, I just don't think you can move any of these guys right now. Well, I, I uh, short of somebody waving the no trade clause, I, that, that's what you'd have to have somebody do. Well, and well, and yes, I, but I'm saying even if they do, you're not getting shit for these players, these defensemen. Nobody's taking these guys right now. Well, they look and, awful. And, and here's the thing: if you trade, say, you, say you trade, say Krug says, okay, you can trade me, and they trade him, what are they going to get? You're gonna, you're not going to get a better defenseman in return. No. Right. So unless it's a huge package, like if it's like, well, we're I don't trade. care about his package. I'm just talking about his playing ability. <laughs> God damn it! I hate you. Uh, no, I mean if the Blues are like, hey, we'll trade you Krug and our next two first rounders. Maybe you get a better defenseman. Oof. But yeah, I just don't see the Blues making a move like that right now. I don't either, just because they can't. Like you said, it's it's hard to uh, – they don't have any cap room right now to take on more. They can't – like if somebody wants to get rid of a pretty good defenseman that's just making way too much, like 10 mil, they can't take that on. They can't do that. So that's, that's, that's not an option because sometimes you can get better by doing that. You can take on a guy who's maybe struggling that was a really good player and is just making too much money they want to dump him, and you could trade a Krug for him maybe because maybe it makes a few million more than Krug. I don't know. But uh, you can't. We don't have this is where, cast base. Man, this is where I go back to last trade deadline, and I look at a, a Josh Manson who went for, what, draft picks? And he was great for Colorado down the stretch. I mean, I woulda, coulda, shoulda, I know. But I'm just saying there was some, some potential if there would have been a trade 
before the deadline, before the Blues had to go get – not saying Nick Letty's been bad because he hasn't, but he had one bad game. But, um, man, I just feel like, again, this defense, it needed a little bit of a facelift, and we just haven't seen shit for two years. I actually – and it's something I hadn't considered. I love your idea to fire Van Ryan. That's I, I think that's 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 that is the I agree with you that is really your best and really only option right now if you right. want to see if you want to actually try and do something that could actually make a difference. Yeah, you, you need you need another philosophy in there. Maybe. Yeah, it it's clear that you know that Armstrong is not going to move Baruby out at this point after that presser, right? His shot was at the players. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's the team makeup, right? But you know, the coaching staff below Baruby, they're definitely not gonna move McTavish. I think if this team no. just keeps going down and down and down, McTavish is the guy that takes over, right? They they've been very, very high on what a great hockey guy he is and what a great analytical mind he is and the different dimension he's brought. But yeah, haven't heard any praise for Van Ryan this year. Which yeah, you know, I I, just... I think it's the right I think it's the right move and and I look at it and say you know what's the the lowest cost basically that you can do to make a huge change on the defense and to me it's just fire an assistant coach you know and and I think that sends a message too that says hey you know we have to figure this out this is not just a we wait and see, and you guys will figure it out. It's we got to start winning games. We got to start getting back into the mix of being a top team in the Western Conference. And right now, you guys ain't cutting it. So let's make this move. And if this doesn't work, it's going to start being you guys. So goaltending was a topic of discussion. Uh, Bennington was put up. Uh, it was put up some great numbers to start the season. Uh, had like a nine four nine five save percentage or something like that after his first two three games. He was playing really well, uh, but his numbers are taking a huge hit with the way the team has played in front of him. Uh, his past few starts and uh, Rutherford shared some of Armstrong's press conference comments. Uh, to uh, he, he had the press conference yesterday on Tuesday, and uh, Rutherford said uh, Army press conference said that Bruby is not the problem. Uh, the team is not competing. They're trying to figure out why. Uh, the goalies and the fourth line have been good, but the rest of the lineup not up to par, which is putting it mildly, not up to par. Uh, I And again, I'll add that I was actually shocked when Walker got scratched. I thought, despite the empty net he missed against Edmonton, yeah. I thought he's been one of the better, I, more consistent players this year. I thought he put forth a nice, consistent effort uh, on the ice. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a, not, not just a, a – it was, it was a – Quality effort, you know. I don't think any of the players are are not trying, you know. But it's it's, it's when you you're giving a quality effort versus a you know an effort that's just not getting that done. Uh, there's a difference. So and then, and I I hate to say this because I love the player and maybe he's still trying to work through the issue he had over the summer. But uh, I'm starting to wonder, man, if Alexei Torpchenko needs to take a couple games off too. I don't think he's looked very – he was great last year. He's been very subpar to open this year for me. He just – you know, I'll notice him every once in a while. It's a big thing with me. If you, if you, like the fourth line, you know, they're typically not going to produce a lot offensively. Uh, 
but you want to notice them out there. You want to notice them throwing the weight around, uh, hustling on the play, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, eh, you know, too much of the fourth line. I mean, actually, the fourth line, he said he was uh, – uh, Army said that the fourth line has been good. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like you said, Jeff, I think Torpchenko could have been better. Walker has been good, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, also well, Rutherford said – go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, Walker's been good, but he got benched for missing an open net, right? Yeah, He, he didn't much. dress the other night. So. Much. Yeah. But what about yeah. the other three players that missed the open nets? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Armstrong also said he has faith in the group to play better, but if not, could be a roster issue. Uh, and the eye test will tell him if change is needed. Uh, and when Armstrong said that uh, it could be a roster issue, he hinted at – you know, if things don't change, eventually there's going to be a retool or a rebuild or whatever. And I'm thinking, when I heard that, I'm thinking, how the hell are you going to do that? How are you going to rebuild this lineup? How are you going to – to me, a rebuild is unloading some big contracts that you don't think are going to fit into the future plans anymore, and you replace them with younger you know, players, new direction. How are they going to move any of the higher-priced players on this, the veterans on this team? They're, they all have no trade clauses, all of them, and they're long, except for O'Reilly, whose contract is up, and except right. for Tarasenko, whose contract is up. And, and yeah, O'Reilly I, does not have a no trade clause, but Tarasenko does right now. Right. I think O'Reilly would be the guy that moves. Right? Isn't that crazy? It's somebody – Right. It, it's, I, you know, I, and maybe the writing was on the wall when, when we didn't bring Perron back. Right. And it, it's kind of like the, maybe the pressure's on him to show that he was more than just a, a tandem guy, but he's, he's not showing it at this point, but yeah, he, he has no trade, uh, you know, no, no trade protection end of his contract. And he cons my winner, Selkie finalist all the time. Yep. Somebody, somebody would take him. Yeah, O'Reilly for Jonathan Taves, straight up. No, I'm kidding. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but somebody will take Taves. No way. Somebody will take him. At the no, they line. won't. Yes, they will. Nope. Yes, nope. they will. Why would they nope. not? He's a veteran. Somebody will take they, because people, he's awful. He's a veteran Winnipeg leader for the playoffs. Some team will take him Winnipeg from the locker room alone. Him. He is one of the, the worst. Line. He is one of the worst skaters in the some NHL people, right now. Some teams will take him for the locker room presence alone. No. Yes. I hope Winnipeg GMs are smarter than that. What do you want to bet? You want to bet something? The locker room presence, the guy's a fucking whiner. You, All he does is complain. You want to bet? What do you want to bet? I'll bet you a beer. Do you really want to bet? I'll bet you a beer. I'll bet you more than a beer. I'll bet you uh, I don't think it, That's uh, like it's stupid. I'll get a, a beer. <laughs> I'll bet you a four-hands beer upstairs. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I was going to say, because make four- sure you get more than a Bud Light Orange out of this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a f- <laughs> uh, a four All right, hands I'll beer- bet you a Four Hands beer. A Four Hands right. beer upstairs, and then... Even, uh, though, even though when we go to Four Hands, we always buy each other beer anyway. Yeah, and I'll let, I'll let you beat me at uh, Ski Ball. <laughs> oh, you'll let me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> All right. Um, so, and what was great about this tweet by Rutherford that kind of went down the list of the given the general idea of what uh, Armstrong covered in his press conference was that the Wyshynski inserted himself into the conversation. Greg Wyshynski, the uh, puck daddy uh, over at ESPN. Uh, 
and he just said, sorry, goalies, what now? In response to Armstrong's uh, saying that the goalies have been good. Uh, and he shared advanced stats uh, with the goals saved above expected. And it's just not its not a good stat. It's not good. No, it's yeah, not it's good. Not good. Uh, but, you know, like I said, and so and you want to comment on this, Jeff, because you and Wachiska went back and forth about this. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I just said, like, hey, man, I get it. You're a, you're a national guy. You can't watch every game that's played in the NHL. But how about you listen to the guy who's actually watching every game with a fine-tooth comb and paying attention to everything that's happening on the ice? And he responded and was like, oh, you mean the guy that's locked into a goalie's contract that – uh, you know, basically saying like it was a bad contract and he's locked in and he has to support him. And my only response back was like, he's also throwing his defenseman who yeah. he has also locked into long-term contracts. Exactly. He's also throwing them under the bus right now. So yeah. like, and he has been critical of Biddington in the past. It's not like he's like Jordan Biddington is the end all be all of this team. And without him, they don't even win games. No, he said in the past, yeah, we expect our goalie to be better. And when, when Bennington wasn't playing well. So this isn't a just a a guy defend a, a GM defending his guy. This is him literally saying, Yeah, the goaltending, to me at least he's saying, has been maybe not great, but good enough to win games. And they can't win games because the defense is allowing every single opportunity possible. Yeah. You can't expect your goalie to make every damn save, especially when they're all backdoor plays. I, I just, when I saw the comment uh, and he just chimed in with advanced stats and it's like that, my first thought was the balls on this guy. I mean, I know he's a hockey guy, but he's not watching the blues play. Maybe he's seen a game play uh, uh, them play a game this year. Maybe. He doesn't watch him play. He's not. He's he might see highlights. He's not watching and analyzing replays of death from different angles to see who's to blame on and why a puck went in. He's not doing that shit. He's using advanced stats like every other. I think advanced stats are a godsend to national media guys who can't watch every game or can't be bothered to watch as much hockey as they should to comment on it like they like they do, uh, because they can use these advanced stats to act like they know what they're talking about. Because that because these advanced stats are supposed to more accurately analyze players, and some stats may do that. You know they and they and I love advanced stats as an anecdote to as to a conversation when you're watching a game or discussing a game you watch with somebody or we're breaking down a game here. We'll throw in advanced stats every once in a while uh, when we're talking about the show. But to not watch the games and to use advanced stats to say that somebody else who analyzes the games of this team with a fine-tooth comb is wrong? I was like, what the f- who the fuck are you? You know, I'm, Well, I- that's why I, I, I even called it out. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you, like, look at some blues media, guys, guys who are unbiased Everybody. and watching the games. Like, every single guy, Strickland, Rutherford, Korak, all these guys, by the way, all friends of the show. <laughs> this show! <laughs> they... Yeah, this show or any like, show, uh, and us and and Blues Hockey Podcast. I know they've harped on it. You know, I mean, there's. I'm just saying, there is plenty of options for you before you just start spouting your mouth off and just saying, "Oh, well, that's that's say they're terrible." Why don't you actually do a little research? And this is the problem, I guess, with social media is like 
Before you say that, do a little research into the people who are watching the games, and maybe I, I guarantee over the years he's got trusted contacts with the Blues and just say, maybe shoot a text out to Rutherford. Hey, uh, before I tweet this yeah. out, what do you think? You know, <laughs> And Rutherford's going to tell him like it is. Hey, the Blues goaltending's been fine. The defense is dog shit. Like, do a little research before you just come out, and then and then to like still have the Dukes up when people respond and they're like, "I know he was watch one game. He was dying and on tell that hill. us you think the same thing." And still, oh well, you know, advanced stats say this, pow, and it's just like. Dude, you're not watching the games. Come the, the, on. You I, can't defend that. I don't care. I don't care what stat it is. It's not if, if you're watching a game in detail and you know what to look for, like you're like you like you're a seasoned hockey fan, you know the game, you know what to look for when goals go in, who's to blame, if a goalie should have had this puck, yada yada. You and you know what you're looking for. And it, the eye test is going to supersede every single stat, advanced stat you throw out there. And there's not a single advanced stat that is going to say, nope, uh, you're wrong because you, you saw it one way, but this stat says the other. That's bullshit. I had a conversation with a guy on Twitter who was adamant that because I didn't watch every single NHL game of every single NHL team, that I could not, that my eye test could not be trusted because... I haven't seen all the other goalies play, so I don't know how good our goaltending is compared to the rest of the teams. And I'm like, I'm not fucking comparing our goaltending to any other team. I'm just telling you that our goaltending has been fine. Generally speaking, overall, it's been fine. Good goaltending is good goaltending. Bad goaltending is bad goaltending. You don't need to compare that. It, It was weird. I'm like... And it kept going back to that. And there were more people, and people were liking it, and people were agreeing with them. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I, I, I know how to analyze a hockey game. I, I've been doing this I for my whole it, life. Man. And we're sitting here talking about goaltending, and, and Bill is just sitting here quietly, the goaltender in the group. But I'll just say this one last thing, because I know Bill probably has something to say, is that, like, it's, to me, it's the bias against Jordan Bennington. Oh, a lot of it is. I, and I hate sure. to say that, but so much of it is Jordan Bennington's an asshole and a crybaby, and and therefore any chance I get to shit on Jordan Bennington, I'm going to do it. And that's because, I, I, I mean, when we used to defend, yes, there were times, folks, that we did defend Jake Allen in social media, and we would get a little bit of response back. With Jordan Bennington, it is like 300% that. It is, oh, no, your goalie's terrible. Just admit it. And it's, yeah, no, which, he's actually playing fine. Which game was he? Was it the Montreal game he got pulled? Or was it yeah. the L.A. game? The uh, it was the L.A. game. Okay, the L.A. LA, the LA, LA game. Yeah. So when he got LA. pulled, you saw you saw that he had LA. words with the L.A. bench when yeah, he was pulled. Yeah. And it was funny because there were comments, of course, right? You know, about oh look at that, having you know he's an asshole, having words. I'm like, he, I guarantee you, this is exactly what happened. He skates by their bench to go to the, his bench. He gets chirped, and yep. he chirps back. That's yep. exactly what happened. I mean, if you, if you know hockey, there's, I mean, you're chirping a goalie as he skates by your bench when he gets pulled. You're chirping him. 
you know, there's, there's that's what one, you do. There's and he didn't one take it. angle that I and saw. I, he didn't take it. And I'm like, that is just the way Bennington is. He's going to fire it right back. So why does Bennington get uh, all this shit for chirping back? Just, I guess, because it's visual. You can see that he's reacting to it. You know, right. he has a few. He had a few moments in his career with the Blues where it's like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" I mean, come on, settle down. But right. the vast, there, there the vast majority one... of the stuff he does is the same thing that every other goalie does. Yep, the same thing. No, there's there was one one angle I saw where he was skating by. He was just had his head down, wasn't doing anything, and you saw one mouth move on the Kings bench. I don't know who it was, but I saw one guy say something. And that's when he, like, shot his head over and started saying something. And I'm like, clearly, whatever that guy said, he was he was chirping Bennington. And it's like, so what, he's just he's just supposed to take it and go off? I mean, that's maybe. the kind of guy he maybe, is. Maybe he should. But I'm like, I, I, was the kind, I, was the, I was the kind of player that would just chirp with people. So what, do I, so what am I going mean, to Come on. That's a, ho, chirping's hockey. That's what you do, man. I mean, that's what everyone yeah. does. Right. He he chirped back. He didn't stop and throw a blocker punch to the guy. Right. He's he's not gonna take it. He's he's gonna skate off. He's had a shit night, not his fault. And you know if that's me, I'm probably screaming something at the guy. But you know, i I thought that that was a nothing moment, right? It was right. it was a goalie getting pulled because his defense was shit. It's yeah. not him slashing Ben Bishop after the period's over, right? Yeah. Going to the bench. That, that yeah, was, and I'll add too, like if 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 he it, again, that same thing I just said. One guy says something, he turns his head, he starts saying something back. If one guy says something and then he just darts to the bench and starts punching players, okay. If he Eddie sure, Belfort. Give him yeah, give him plenty of shit for that. But when he's just responding back and it's just like, whatever he said, I'm going to guess something on the lines of, shut the fuck up, you pussy. Something like that is probably all he said. Come on. Fans That's have gotten, hockey. Fans have gotten, fans have gotten so soft and uh, with, with, uh, with the way goaltenders act, especially Bennington, because, uh, and hypocritical too, because let's be honest, if their goal if their goalie's chirping somebody, they're going to love it. And let's look at the 70s, right? I mean, it's... We, uh, 70s and early 80s. Oh my God! I mean, Hextall. I just watched a Billy. Smith I mean, clip Billy Smith, day. Hextall. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his face for Chicago? He passed away. Uh, the Gold Gloves boxer. Um, uh, Ray Emery. Ray Emery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know they're fighting, dropping the gloves. Chicago was the first team you thought of with Ray Emery. Yeah, Ottawa, Ottawa too. I know. Ottawa I, I, and Philly. I don't know why I thought Ottawa, Ottawa and Philly. Philly. I don't know where I, I go Chicago. to. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and the, one of the greatest moments in Blues history, aside from the cup run, is Curtis Joseph fighting Mike Vernon, or uh, uh, Day. It's like, that's awesome. You know, let, let goalies get into it. I love that stuff. You know, yeah, nothing dirty. No, don't. Now, now the stick swing at Kadri was, was much. And the whole fake jab at uh, Carlson was, was, was a dick move. You know, he's had a few right. of those moments. But other than that, right. I mean, it's come on. Yeah, that that uh, yeah, him against the sharks never felt good. Um, right. You know, trying to chirp Dubnik as he's skating off. Right. You know, well, and that, the thing is that he challenged Dubnik, and Dubnik stayed in his crease. And it's funny because people say, "Ah, oh, you know, he's you know, someone's going to kick his ass someday." I'm like, "There's been a lot of opportunity for people to kick his ass, and they haven't." Yeah. So I mean, I want to see it. Uh, I would love to see somebody try to. I mean, maybe they would, and that'd be great to see a goalie fight. Fuck yeah, fight. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dubna could have came out and fought him. I, he he should have. Yeah. He really should have. Who the fuck cares? That was that was the one opportunity where I think there really should have been a goalie fight. Dubnik yeah. should have skated out and said, "All right, you want to act like you're tough? Let's go." Because Dubnik's yeah. a big boy. Yeah. And announced his retirement from the NHL after 12 seasons just yesterday. Hmm. I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. Stanley Cup winner. Yeah. That. Well, that's that's you know 12 goals the Blues won't score this year. I I still <laughs> nice. I still want to see Bennington versus Grubauer. That we have not had that game yet since that since that ah, playoff. Grubauer will never fight him. I would. Oh God, I would love to see it. I just hope <laughs> I, I can hold out hope because apparently it's never going to happen. Because the Blues will never see Grubauer again. Uh, so yeah, advanced stats inherently flawed. That's the consensus. <laughs> we can move on. Compared, I mean, to, compared to the eye test, I love I love advanced stats. So like do you I. Said, for me, I like I like to be able to like look at a game that I didn't watch and say, okay, what happened in this game, and look at some of the advanced stats from it. Oh, that's interesting. But I'm not going to like go to battle with a let's say Sabers fan about. Oh no, your goaltending's been awful. I haven't watched a minute of Sabers hockey. But I'm going to tell you, your goaltending's awful. Right. No, no, you're watching the games. You tell me what you see. Of all positions, right, Bill? It's like goaltending. You, the, the like the one position, and defense too, really. That you just advanced stats. Just they're tough. You can't. You gotta. You gotta watch them play. It's so. Uh, hockey's a weird yeah. sport. It's so hard to nail down with stats. With some of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the situational. You know that that you get beyond just your your pure numbers right and you can get into situational stats right, right? I, I like that yes. part and and that that helps to break down you know games and trends and and that but i i really do think that it's been unfair right i i can count three three goals off of nick letty this year and yeah. you know that letty hasn't been you know like you said earlier the worst defenseman on this team but you know the the puck luck puck luck has definitely changed for the blues uh, you know shooting percentage we talked about that earlier way down and you know doesn't pretend well um you know your you, barbashev you know has maybe single-handedly changed that um you know with with how how off he is from last year um but on the defensive end of it, you know, bad bounces, but bad coverage, right? And and I I think that I, I think you guys are right, you know, that is, as much as I'd hate to see, you know, Mike Van Ryan go, um, maybe that's that's what needs to happen. Shore up the defense, well, get some new new thought out there, and yeah, I think with advanced stats and goaltending too is like you know they'll they'll break it down situation like you said. But it's a like it's a, okay. So uh, these number of chances came from this spot on the ice, and the goalie's save percentage on these chances is X number, which is pretty detailed, right? But that still doesn't take into account necessarily a screen. Uh, it may take into account a deflection. It doesn't take into account how where, how well the shot is placed if it's a corner is picked. I guess you can fine grain that even even more. But uh, you know th- there are there are a lot a lot of holes in the advanced stats too. It's like just because a shot came from a certain spot on the ice, 
doesn't necessarily mean it was a it was a great uh, save or they should have made the save. You know, a lot, there's a lot of arbit- things that could happen to a puck on the way to the net or off the stick. You know, it could be a, a partially fanned on shot. It could be all kinds of things. Uh, the uh, and Robert Thomas addressed the comments today on ESPN Radio about some folks blaming the goalies. Gosh, who knew who that would be? Uh, and said, if you really watch the games, it's the team in front of them for the Blues. I mean, there it could be one hundred percent the goalie's fault, and he's still going to say something like that. I know, but I know it does reiterate what everybody else who has watched right. these games is right. saying. Right, players, the GM. Uh, and the GM, who has no reason during that press conference to say the goaltending has been good, like you said, that's the oh well, he's signed into a contract. He's going to save face by saying he's been good. Yeah, that he's he's saying other people suck, and <laughs> they signed him the contracts too, long ones, uh, expensive ones. So it, I mean, more expensive ones. So it's like you know what that's that's like a weird uh, thing that he said that he even think through. Uh, but uh, we'll get more into uh, a little more in Army's press conference along with what we want to see out of the Blues moving forward after this word from Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions... Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town, so check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues! We, I think we kind of covered most of his press comments already. That we, the Armstrong said, we don't lose with pride. We expose our goaltenders. Two thirds or three quarters of the goals are backdoor tap-ins. Lately, uh, we seem easily frustrated. Uh, we make slow changes out of disgust. Um, and he assured the players in their meeting that he also met with the players that uh, Bruby is not an issue, uh, and uh, he isn't going anywhere. So essentially saying the issue is with the players and they need to fix this. I will say that in a lot of press conferences in the past with other NHL GMs, they give the, we call it, well, I call it uh, the dreaded vote of confidence in a coach. I think everyone Because does. when that happens, <laughs> that pretty much means, okay, within two months, this coach is going to be fired. But I don't know, with Armstrong's bluntness that he's had in the past, um, and honestly, with his relationship he clearly has with Barubi, I actually believe him here. I think he actually believes it's not coaching. Well, it's these guys need to step up and play better. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I, I think most people will understand that uh, the play on the ice, uh, it's we, it, just lack of execution is a problem. And uh, I think uh, – he has kind of drilled the players more in practice recently. Um, it's not a little. It's not as laid back it usually is. You know, it's like uh, harsh whistles and drill after drill. You know, none of this uh, moseying in between drills. He's not bag skating them, but uh, uh, he is. He's making them put the work in. He's making them put the work in, and there's little breaks, not as many breaks between drills and things, and so he's kind of harsh with the with the drills. But I. I don't know if that's going to do anything. I, the players know. I mean, I think the press conference, the meeting with G, the GM, 
and then the television cameras asking some of the players about the press conference and what was said. It's got to be embarrassing for them, you know. And I think and Robert Thomas said that he knows he's not concerned because he knows the team is good and they'll turn it around. And he essentially said, and I tweeted this out. He goes, "That's just hockey sometimes." And I and I and I heard that quote, and I'm thinking, there's there's a there's a certain element of brilliance in that quote because those who have played hockey know that hockey is a very strange game in that uh, you're often relying on certain things to go your way to win a game that may be out of your control. So uh, with puck luck and puck bounces and things like that. Um, but uh, granted, with that said, the Blues have not even come close to earning puck luck to help puck have that win a game. Is- yeah. I so. hate, I actually hate the term puck luck because I feel like puck luck only comes to those who actually earn it. Well, that's what I'm saying. And the Blues have simply not earned it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. They just yeah. haven't earned it. Yeah. So they, if they if they put in the work and put in the effort, they will start seeing those bounces. And that's what I think we saw, again, you know, not to compare every team from here on out to 2019, but, like, that's why when we kept – when we started saying, you know, I remember we said it on this show – man, the Blues are starting to get some bounces that we've never seen them get in the playoffs. And it's because they were putting in that effort. They were skating hard. They were hardworking. And right now we're just not seeing that effort. There's a lot of times that players will – we've seen it. I mean, I saw Pareko do it a couple times against L.A., shy away from contact. Uh, and I'm not just pointing out Pareko. It's it's multiple players. Kairou's been in there. Even Robert Thomas, who I've – kind of praised this season um they've all shied away from contact they've all avoided the the puck battles in the boards that have made them famous for being good so they get back to that effort i think this team can easily turn it around they just gotta put the effort in so moving forward uh and into the game uh on thursday against uh the islanders uh, what do you guys want to see out of the Blues moving forward? I know we've uh, we, that's kind of we've kind of said that as far as what we have not liked and what you know, it kind of implies what needs to be done. But generally speaking, like you know, I haven't seen with this team the passion that is needed. I mean, they're they're out there, they're working, but they're missing that extra extra notch to get to. Uh, they're not finishing their checks the way they should. Um, they 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 don't act like they care quite enough to me, you know. Uh, there's no you know they're not playing with pride. I think the Armstrong kind of said that. Um, get angry when necessary. Um, Bertuzzo showed a little bit of that when uh, he challenged uh, what's his name uh, after a, a late hit on uh, was it neighbors? I think neighbors got taken out. I think it was whoever it was. But Bertuzzo was challenging a guy, which oh gosh, they show some passion. That's nice to see. Um. Got to have you know offensive zone time, control the puck. There's just all kinds of things that you could point to. They're not doing right that you want to see them do better. It's not just one thing. It's like a dozen different things. It's so weird to talk about this team right now because when you say one thing, you're like in your mind, you're like, well, yeah, if they do that better, they might win some games. Well, no, because they're still doing this, 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 and this wrong. I honestly think that once so, they start doing some of the things better, things start falling into place. I think maybe like dominoes where, oh, everything kind of falls into place. And that is kind of where I'm coming from. So this is this is the first 0-5 and 0 run they've had under Berube, but they've had five-game winning streaks under or five-game losing streaks under Berube in the past. 
and I had to I had to look it up exactly uh, to find it, but I did. So February 2020, uh, this was right after the the Bowmeister thing happened in Anaheim. Um, they actually went on a five game losing streak under Baruby. Uh, two of those games were in OT, so they were technically o uh, three and two. Uh, and before that, they had been losing games too. And for those that remember that season before it was shortened by COVID, Blues were one of the best teams in the NHL that whole year. They were fantastic. But they finally hit the skid in February. And I remember they lost to Nashville in Nashville. They were the best uh, team. Well, right. yes, by the time it ended, yes. 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 But at this point, they were top two, top three in the Western Conference still. But they were on a very bad skid. So they lost to Nashville two to one, did not play a good game. Um, so they come back home. They're playing a bad devil's team. And uh, again, they are Oh, two and three at this point in the last five. I remember this game very well because I remember even thinking this team just needs to get back to the basics, puck up the boards, get it out against a bad team. You'll get your scoring chances. Just play a very basic game. And that's what they did. They came in against New Jersey on February 18th, 2020, and they played a very basic game. Jordan Bennington and Nett got the shutout. They won 3-0. Every single puck, when it was on their stick in the defensive zone, was lifted out to center. It was the most boring game in the history of Blues hockey. But they went out and they played a game that was all basics. They won the game 3-0. Then they go two nights later, same thing, play the Arizona Coyotes, win the game one nothing, the most boring hockey game of all time. But they won the game. They got back in the win column, and that continued until they started playing their game again. And guess what? They went on an eight-game winning streak. So that is what I want to see out of this team. Get back to the basics. Get the puck out to center. Beat guys to lose pucks, battle in the corners, maybe forecheck a little bit, not as much as we've seen in the past. Just a very basic game. Play it bare bones. Get yourself back in the win column, then start adding in your elements of the game. Um, Keep it simple. <clears throat> Kiss method. Yeah. Keep, keep it, it simple, simple stupid. stupid. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. You almost have to, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you you got to get back to the basics and, and rediscover your game. And then, as I said, you win the game, you move on game to game and say, okay, guys, let's up that four check this game. Okay, guys, let's play more zone than man to man. You start adding back in your elements that make you an identity of the St. Louis Blues over time. Right. I, I was, I was going to say something similar, but hit the reset button. Right. Just, Let's put everything that's happened to this point behind us and let's find our game again. You know, and I, I think I think you're right. You do that by getting back to the basics, winning boring hockey games, and then build from there. I think um also too, I just want to say that uh in this five game losing streak, they you know, played three really bad games and one game was meh. And another game was really good against Edmonton. So, you know, I – yeah, they've been really bad, especially the last two games. Um, some of the worst hockey I've seen in a while. But 
let's let's keep in mind the sample size too. Uh, it's very small. It's very early in the season. Eight games in, uh, just the last five games have been a problem. So, you know, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm. That's why it was kind of surprising to me to hear Armstrong talk about uh, hinting about a rebuild or a retool or restructure, or whatever you call it, uh, because it is so early in the season. And apparently, uh, he brought it up without being asked about it in the press conference. No one asked him the question. Was, he just brought it up. I wonder if that's a scare tactic. I was thinking the same thing. To, I was to thinking guys like Thomas and Cairo mostly because it's like, well, you're with this team. You're not going anywhere. Do you want to go through a rebuild? I'm going to guess not. Well, the entire yeah. the entire press conference I think was was uh, was planned. You know, it's like it was staged to, right. to for a purpose because. You know, the team had been answering the same questions for days and the, the same struggles. They were given the same answers. And I think Ruth, and I think uh, uh, Armstrong wanted to do this to take the heat off the players, to take the heat off the coaches, to just give them a break from talking to the media about this stuff for a while. And I think that's part of it. And also the whole, hey, you know, reminder that uh, if things aren't going well, because we want to win – so if things aren't going well at a certain point in the season, we're gonna have to cut some losses and uh, move some and make some changes. So to keep that in mind, even though even though the guys that have no trade clauses, long term contracts, probably like I ain't, change, ain't trading me. <laughs> That's somebody else you're talking to, you know. But yeah, but I mean, nobody wants to go through a rebuild. No, nobody. no, 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 no. Uh, up next for the Blues, we got uh, the Islanders on ta- in town Thursday night. Uh, they're playing very well right now. One four straight wins versus Colorado, Carolina, the Rangers, and Chicago. Um, this will be a good test for the Blues trying to break the losing streak. You know, it's uh, playing a good team. Sometimes a team is struggling. You know, playing a good team might be good for them. You know, uh, make them play a better game or make them simplify things to play good hockey. So I, some people are yeah, calling this again, a big uh, disaster waiting to happen tomorrow, which very well could happen too. But I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I was excited about the LA game. I thought that was going to be a game. They may turn it around. That clearly did not happen. That was their worst game in a long time. Uh, but I, I'm going to go in with some optimism to this game too, just because they, I mean, they can't, they're not going to lose every game five, six, seven to one, you know, they're, they're going to eventually win another game. And even if they don't win tomorrow, if they put forth a good effort and show some, some again, the backdoor passes that are getting through, if those get stopped, but they still lose two to one, three to two, whatever, I'm going to walk away with a smile on my face. Uh, I think, and, and, and I'll say again, I know the offense has not been great. They've missed a lot of opportunities, but to me, I'm watching the defense. I think the offense will figure it out. It's going to to round out eventually. It's a it's a it's a game where you have these bad stretches on offense. I need to see the defense put forth a better effort. If I see that, and even if they lose the game, I'm still in a good mood. Yeah, um, tomorrow will uh, will be my first uh, game in person this season, hmm. um, and interestingly. The last game I went to was uh, the Islanders last year. Oh. So, so um, that uh, that was a game that uh, you know the Blues were kind of struggling going down the stretch, and uh, Bennington was a big start for him. Um, actually, no, the last game I went to last year was Vegas when they shot the bed. 
Um, oh, that was the last, the last game of the season. Yeah, the the last good game that I went to <laughs> last year uh, was was the Islanders and Bennington. That that was the game that I knew he he had found his game back. So hoping to see something like that tomorrow night, but uh, with uh, with the trend that uh, the, the, you know, the, the aisles are, are kind of surging right now. Um, not expecting a whole lot. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy uh, my, uh, my tickets tomorrow night and uh, yeah, be on my best behavior. The, uh, <clears throat> the St. Louis Electronics in the chat has said that one of the comments has said that you can keep Letty and give me Perron. That's a hot button topic. <laughs> it really is in uh, in St. Louis, uh, and I know we've discussed this. Uh, if you if you sign Perron instead of Letty, then your defense is even worse than it is right now. So they could completely rebuild and retool, and I'm still okay with them keeping Letty over Perron. Yeah, I because because going into the season, you needed something on defense. You didn't need offense. Right. We were the deepest team forward-wise in the NHL last season, and our defense needed help. Uh, Letty played well for us after we acquired him. Perron, Letty, similar money. I I understand the desire. Letty's not the better player, but he's this team needed him more than they needed Perron going into the season. You know, and and losing Scandella and Prunovich, we lost our depth on defense. That was unforeseen. So that's uh, that's we ideally we'd have Prunovich playing and Scandella playing. Not that we're big fans of Scandella, <laughs> but Scandella playing in the yeah. A. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I was all about Prunovich playing. I, that, that, I was wanting yeah. to see him play and get some ice time. And uh, yeah. be a puck moving defenseman and quarterback the power play, uh, something that Krug wasn't. And then, you know, uh, maybe something happens with Krug. But yeah, that's that's not going to happen until the end of the season. A week to go. Yeah, I I don't know. This this team does didn't need offense. They needed defense. And again, I'm I'm going to say Nick Letty was not enough for me. I don't think that that's enough. I think this team needed. Another kick in the pants defensively, not just Nick Letty. But again, if you're talking about needs for this team, Nick Letty played well for the Blues down the stretch. So you got to go with Letty over Perron. I agree with you. I, I mean, I think I don't think anybody is saying that Letty's a better player than Perron is. Uh, I think Perron is a dynamic offensive player. It can be. Um, but <laughs> I, I imagine our defense without Letty right now. I mean, Letty's been decent a decent player for us i we'd be ter- we'd be even i don't even know where we'd be so yeah I'm with, I'm with matt harris he says winning uh winning games by having defense is better than having perron and i'm a perron fan that's what he says and i'm i'm with you um so similar thought process perron is better than team needs i'm not sure what that means Basically saying you'd rather have Perron than what the team needs. He's just a fan of Perron and just would like to enjoy watching Perron play. Is this David Perron? I love David. I love <laughs> David Perron too, but give me what improves the team more than David Perron. Yeah, I, I love Perron. I, I wish we could have kept Perron. I would, but I mean, I if you're if you're keeping offense and hurting the defense when the defense is the glaring issue to start with, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and it would have been great if we could have moved some pieces to keep Perron and keep Letty or improve the defense, whatever. 
Um, that's a different discussion, you know. I'll say but, it again. Marco Scandella is not on this team. David Perron stays. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and you don't you don't know at the time that Scandella is going to be LTIR for most right, of the yeah. season, and you can keep him. Right. That happened but, like a month later, right? Where he got hurt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, the, the, you know, hopefully the last word on Perron here because you know we've talked about talked about it a lot is I I just I worry that you know there wasn't any communication with with Perron's camp right they they went into free agency without any sniff from the blues and so they're like yeah Detroit wants us let's go right and maybe you know maybe that to me it it feels like there, you know, everything was said without anything being said, right? You're, you're, we're not bringing you back, right? We're, we're not even going to reach out and say, let us see what we can do here. And Ron's like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go where I want to play. You know, I still want to play. And this team's going to give me a contract. Got a bunch of old buds on that team now. I'm going. Uh, Matt that Harris says, Man, I felt kind of spoiled not having to be pissed at Scandella so far this season. Is it wrong that part of me's like, is this defense better with Marco Scandella? Because I've questioned that. At least he's a big body who might block some of those passes through the crease. I don't know. Yeah, I I think he's the guy that the puck's going off of instead of Letty. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> All right. Um, yeah, I guess St. Louis Electronics is just not a Letty fan. Uh, they, they say that. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, you guys ready to wrap the show up? We're we're over. I am. We're over. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get ten percent off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Centerize Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Centerize Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode six of season eleven of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, it's not the goaltending. Let's go, Blues. Not the goaltending. Let's go, Blues. It's not the goaltending. Let's go, Blues. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. 
They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.